Hello everyone, welcome to our uh, last trip to Nintendo Land for 2022. That's right, we're back. Um, the episode came a little later than we thought. I think it was just a mixture of, you know, life happens. <laughs> busy. It was a busy time. Yeah, busy time. And yeah, we also, I think we like pushed the episode back once or twice in November because we want to have one in November to talk about, of course, Pokemon, which we'll t- obviously talk about here. Um, but uh, I think it was also a thing of like we, I think we hit a point and it's like, well, we're pretty close to the game awards. So I don't know, maybe something will get announced and stuff did get announced technically, even though it's not like some bombshell stuff. Uh, but we'll talk about all that um, here in the episode. Um, some news. Uh, played a lot. Of, I've been playing a lot of video games. A lot of Me games too. of stuff have come out. Like I, 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 I kept my promise and did play a bunch of Sparks of Hope, which I'm really enjoying. So I'll talk about that some uh, when we get to games. Uh, Mario Kart Eight Wave Three DLC is out. It was announced and out since our last episode. Um, I've been play- I played a bunch of that. There's a few points you can go check out uh, playing it, and obviously the big the big one, uh, which we'll probably have an in depth conversation about, uh, a Pokemon Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet uh, release. We both finished. We both finished uh, to completion, um, and definitely have a lot of thoughts on that. Yes, <laughs> um, good and bad. Um, but also, uh, since it's kind of that time of the year, end of end of year video games, I thought it would be fun for this episode to kind of go back and maybe like kind of do a, like our, our like a little makeshift game of the year for Nintendo Switch uh, kind of stuff. Uh, we won't get too crazy with it, but we have a big list of games. I'm gonna fight Mike. Yeah, we're gonna fight <laughs> right now um, on the internet because that's what you do for game of the year. And now we're gonna we'll just no. we'll, like we'll just kind of do it as like a way to like have a fun discussion about games and we'll probably still just kind of throw like maybe like you know we have a list but we'll probably break it down to maybe like top five top ten um and leave it there mm-hmm. um i'll say this i you know say what you will about the switch as a piece of hardware a lot of frustration obviously with it recently mm-hmm. good year for the nintendo yeah, switch so- solid year of games to come out this year um i definitely think it is uh i will say um not to uh, spoil too much of that end of the year conversation, but I think next year is definitely poised to potentially be an even bigger year, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even this year was still pretty solid. A lot of cool big games, but also a lot of cool indie stuff uh, that hit the Switch and made uh, it that much better. Um, but first, before we get into all that stuff, let's talk about there was some news bits and things that happened uh, that we can talk about. Um, not not too much, but you know stuff I think that's still worth talking about. Uh, sure. The first thing is, like like we said, the Game Awards did happen. Uh, the Keeleys, as they were. The Jeffies. The Jeffies, yeah. If, if, you, if you're really curious about us talking about other game stuff outside of Nintendo, you can go on uh, YouTube.com slash Irrational Passions and see an archive stream of me and you reacting to that stuff. Um, so if you want, if you want other takes about whatever other things that were there, you can go see that. Um, but there was one announcement, big, bigger announcement for Nintendo it was a game reveal. We had a reveal of, I didn't, I admittedly did not grab the full name, but I know it is Bayonetta Origins, um, Cereza something, something. Basically it's, yeah. it's like, it looks like it's kind of like this top down kind of action game. It's very different, um, from that like standard Bayonetta that you uh, would expect from the, the Bayonetta, the Bayonetta uh, games that have come already. 
Um, but it's like a top down. It looks like it's like kind of a prequel story where you play as Bayonetta before she was named Bayonetta. And maybe that's maybe Cereza. She's Cereza. Yeah. yeah. And she, she Cereza appears in Bayonetta one. You're right. And like, it's kind of a reveal in the, at the end of the game that it's like a younger version of Bayonetta from an alternate timeline. Yeah. Right. Who, mm-hmm. you know, slight spoilers is the protagonist of, Bayonetta 3 as it turns uh, out that version of Bayonetta okay, so this sure. feels like maybe something that is setting up what happened after she gets sent back to her timeline in Bayonetta 1 and leading into Bayonetta 3 got it interesting okay yeah because yeah, definitely uh, I, yeah, I was curious about that and like I'm sure, I was assuming it, it tied into either 3 or at large because it is coming pretty soon after that uh, yeah, March. March, yeah, it's, it's already March coming out. Um, it looked it looked cool. Like it had a cool art style, but I do not mm-hmm. think I'm like a big enough Bayonetta person. Like I still haven't even played three, so I don't know if that'll be something that I, I check out right away. Um, but it's cool. Like a, it's cool that they're trying other stuff with that with that franchise, and kind of yeah. maybe trying to expand it more and um, outside of just being you know a character action game that that we get yeah. one of every so often, right? Like a, I think that's a cool cool way to do that um in in a weird way it reminds me of like that ps3 game folklore i don't know if you've ever heard uh, of this. Yeah, I, I i vaguely remember that yes <laughs> uh where you kind of like summon spirits it looks like a bit the mechanical component is like cereza is like using the spirits she's not fighting herself but she's mm-hmm. summoning like all the different monsters bayonetta can summon to fight for her and you'll be getting more as the game goes on uh, um, okay so you're like using summons to to solve puzzles and traverse and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. It, it seems cool. I, I hope the people that like Bayonetta are into it. Obviously, the people that like Bayonetta are pretty all over the place about Bayonetta 3 as it yeah. is. So right. we'll see. Yeah, definitely like a interesting time for Bayonetta, uh, good and good and bad. You know? But mm-hmm. hey, you're still getting games in the series. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, another news story that just happened like pretty much the same day we're recording this. So we got some breaking hot news. And while it's not necessarily directly Nintendo game related, I think it is still a pretty big news item, like I think for the world of Nintendo. And that yeah. is Ash Ketchum, the protagonist of the Pokemon anime that for literally 20 some 25 years, I think, or more. Um, is getting his uh, closing um, act, as it were. Um, And now we are going to be getting a new Pokemon animated series in, I think think it's like spring of next year, that's going to have a brand new set of protagonists. Um, They didn't go into super detail about like that stuff, Um, but basically um, there's going to be like a final series that is basically, I've, let me see, I have, I have an article here from Rebecca Valentine of IGN. Um, she's, she shout out, shout out. Um, there, she kind of uh, did like a um, <clears throat> synopsis of basically a breakdown of her things. So this is uh, basically the story here. I'll read some of it here. The Pokemon Company just announced its next Pokemon anime series. And for the first time in 25 years, the main anime storyline won't feature Ash and Pikachu. And the new series, which premieres in 2023, following Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series will instead start dual, protag- dual protagonists named Liko and Roy in the Japanese version. It will also set the see the feature the three Paldea starters, and there is like a little image here as well. If you can see them, there they have some really cute designs. 
um, and uh, that they're pretty fun. Um, so what does that mean for Ash Ketchum? Um, well, our boy just recently finally did uh, become a Pokemon master, as it were, in the anime that was, finally did happen. Um, but now there is going to be a, I think it's like 10 or 12 episode uh, kind of final arc. Um, when, what was the name of that? Um, I think it's just called, is it just called Ultimate Journeys? Or I think it's something else. But basically there's a there's going to be a final 12 series arc that is kind of going to be the kind of wrap up for Ash's storyline in the world of Pokemon. And then they are going to then, that's going to then lead into this new animated series with new protagonists. And presumably it's going to follow the Paldea uh, Pokemon region. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's quite, that's quite a big deal. I think like just in the world of Pokemon, in the zeitgeist of culture, like it was pretty, big bombshell i feel like especially today on on twitter seeing like the reactions of a lot of people and like mm -hmm. even even feeling that of like having those moments being like oh yeah like i remember for a lot of people including myself probably the pokemon anime was really the first introduction to pokemon for a lot of people and i remember like you know one morning one morning waking up in like you know elementary school and just like right before school to seeing an episode of pokemon um, when it premiered on WB, when they used to have set like morning cartoons or whatever, I remember seeing it premiered and like, like, you know, it blowing my mind. And like, that was, you know, I was, you know, in that was in the nineties, literally, like I said, 25 years ago. Um, and that's, that's, he's, he's still been at it and that's still been that character. And like, uh, it kind of, uh, is cool to see that they've po Pokemon is really truly embracing this kind of transitional journey into like a new frontier in the now in the anime but also clearly in the games these past couple games with Arceus and now uh, Scarlet and Violet have like very much shifted um, a lot of the the core Pokemon stuff and now they are clearly taking that to heart even with other other parts of the franchise and, and now we're seeing it in the anime with like new characters and probably a new like we'll see how that kind of uh, goes. Uh, I'm really curious. I mean, I, I'll ask you. I don't really know much of your history with the Pokemon anime. Do you have any interest in that, or did you watch that growing up, or not really? Or oh yeah, I was I was definitely very into it through Johto League. You know, mm -hmm. at the very least. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's so cool. Like I, my exposure to Pokemon was like I even as a child. <laughs> slept all the time <laughs> so i would not wake up at 6 a.m on a saturday morning are you kidding me uh so on monday like the day after pokemon premiered i remember like everyone talking about it and me having no idea like oh man like that was my first like learning about saturday morning cartoons and it was enough of a conversation of like oh i gotta go watch this and obviously reruns and stuff and yeah i mean those first two episodes of pokemon are like still i think legitimately incredible and yeah. embody a lot of what makes Pokemon really great, which yep. is like going on an adventure, like bonding with the, these creatures that become your friends. And, you know, like it's funny with Ash, like we we've literally just watched him lose over and over and over <laughs> again for like 20 yeah. years. Uh, and he finally wins and they, they do it in such a great way of like it's Pikachu, it's Ash. It's like, you know what a lot of players experience like your starter is your your top pokemon your clutch who you bring in for the big final fight yeah. against the champion and you know he's going against 
in this tournament of champions, he's going against the champion, which was Leon, the yeah. Sword and Shield. You know, Pikachu versus Charizard, this very like crazy matchup, very fun, over the top. They bring in all the the OG team, uh, the Bulbasaur, the Squirtle. You know, you, you get mm-hmm. these references back. It's such a good closure to it. And he's won. And he won. He like he's now the champion of champions. Like after losing, you know, that he he amounts to, to victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. And I think that's like a way more interesting story than like you know he won a bunch (laughs) or like one half and lost half it's like no he like fought tooth and nail with his starter to this point um and you know he had to win he he, now he gets to have his his send off and potentially finally turn 11 years old uh (laughs) which is very exciting (laughs) yeah i know i'm waiting i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for that moment they're gonna come around again it ends on ash's 11th birthday (laughs) yeah or it's gonna be like a time jump and he's gonna be like an adult or like you know in five ten years of course when they they have to have to have to bring him back again in some b- big uh, cultural thing, and he's going to be like Ash is an adult now. Yeah, Team su- Ash, or he whatever. suddenly became an adult twenty five years later. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like that'll <laughs> and that'll probably happen, and that'll be yeah. cool, right? Like maybe yeah. at the end of the Paldea show, like Ash shows up as like one of the final fights uh, in that sure. show. That'd be cool. Um, and and like he can become like a legacy character like that. He could show up in the games in a way that he hasn't before because he's kind of now retired. Yeah. Um. And and that's for really sure. Cool. And yeah. Like that 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 definitely would be a cool turnaround. Is like because like that's also been a thing, right? Because he he's been like loosely referenced in games. I feel like, but like not like he's not just like shown up. Like I think the only thing I've seen recently was he finally showed up in Pokemon the Masters. It's like the Pokemon mobile game where you like it's basically like a like a gotcha game but with like the trainers and the gym leaders of the Pokemon world. I think he was in that recently or something and they had like a big thing where like I remember seeing the trailer which was kind of cool because it, it like it showed it from like the like feet running up a mountain and then it pans out and it's red like from the end of gold and silver at the top of the mountain with with his Pikachu and he turns around and then like Ash jumps out and he has his Pikachu next to him and it's just like oh coming to Pokemon Masters and I was like okay that's kind of cool like they can yeah they've like Pokemon the company in in the video games particularly I've never really like done that because like he 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 is a prolific character to that franchise even though like he's never really been in the games ever so I feel like that would be a cool turnaround is to like see him in the games now in some way shape or form. Totally. To carry like that Red, that could be cool. Red is obviously Ash is based on him and, right. and you fight Red at the end of Gold and Silver, like you said, with his like level ninety Pikachu and all that. So they've 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 definitely gotten close. But yeah, I, I really like this. It's cool to to have like obviously a very beloved character kind of get a close in anime. It's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, always an emotional time. I'm hoping like they, they come full circle with like Ho Oh. Just like obviously like this wild thing that happens in, in that yeah. first episode of Pokemon. Mm. Be cool to have some of those things come fi- full circle. Let's finally learn who Ash's dad is. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. You know, yeah. crazy. Um uh, it's Mr. Mime. Spoilers. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> it's Professor Oak. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe like one final rematch with Gary meeting up with Brock and Misty again. Like th- there's a lot they can do with this final little run that I, I have a feeling they will do a lot of that. And then, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they got like twelve episodes. The, the, it's like a twelve little episode miniseries. I surprise. I feel like that's going to be like a lot of that, like a lot of 
fan service, fan and service, and like celebrating all these moments, going back to these moments, and letting him, him going back and seeing all of his Pokemon, like yeah. Charizard on that like Charizard reserve that he lives on now, right, and stuff right. like that. Uh, Squirtle can, is can, leading can, the Squirtle yeah, squad. He can finally rest and have his like you know, <laughs> Thanos. He's gonna he's gonna at the end of the series. He's gonna sit on sit on this in this farmland above and just watch all his Pokemon like hanging out. What's at he farm. cooking? And he's just he's just <laughs> hanging out there and he's just it's just gonna end with him like yeah nodding his head. It would be cool like if <laughs> if Ash is like all right I'm gonna go work for Professor Oak and like raise Pokemon and yeah, like, just yeah. take care of them or something like yeah like, I'm done I'm done I'm do- yeah I'm done battling yeah I'm gonna go do something else that'd be fun too yeah. Yeah, and I, I love that. And I think, you know, the Pokemon anime, like we just talked about, very defining uh, for, for both of us. I think having that, the games have gotten very good, and we'll talk about Scarlet and Violet. Like, part of why I like that game so much, and when we talk about it later, is because it's like the most that it's felt like the anime um, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so, like, the games are finally getting there. But, like, when you watch pokemon for the first time it's so different than playing like those original games of like oh you like they go past the river and there's just like a bunch of goldine and magikarp in the river and there's yeah. spiro flying over and it's just like it feels like this rich world uh and it just like makes pokemon alive in a way that you know even stuff like detective pikachu and whatever is is not ever gonna do in that nostalgic way so having a fresh entry point uh with paldea and, and new characters and stuff is is a great idea i think yeah yeah i'm definitely curious about that like the new kind of a new beginning for the anime and like i'm curious like from looking at these two characters like i feel like it'll still kind of be generally the same kind of tone because if they're two young kids Mm-hmm. And they're they're getting the they're getting the starters and they're just gonna have their own journey through Paldea. But I'm I'm curious how they're gonna like you know like deal do with like dual like so it's like I'm guessing it's like maybe the the, the girl here um, is gonna be the kind of more main protagonist now and are are they gonna like maybe change it up now and maybe like when a new generation starts maybe they'll have new people come in and like like the games do and like that would be a cool way to do it as well. Um, yeah. Definitely curious how how that stuff is going to go. It's like an interesting uh, change, obviously, from 25 years of just having Ash going to new places and kind of starting over. Now we're seeing like a a different starting over point. That's kind of cool in a way. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that evolves um, through through the rest of this year. I'm curious to see all that stuff. Um, Another um, actually this a little bit of this happened at the TGA, but we did get some more mario movie stuff uh going on we had another bigger trailer that dropped Mm -hmm. um since our last episode because we had like the actual premiere um but then we had like a more proper trailer um which was showed off donkey kong uh, a little bit finally which was cool um we showed off um we had some footage at the game awards as well that was like keegan michael key um that was really great i don't know yeah we both watched that that was phenomenal like just hearing all of the music uh interludes from mario games like actually made in these four orchestral and just like blended so well into these scenes in this movie and it's just like okay yeah like as soon as i saw that like heard and saw that those sequences i was like yeah they, these people know what they're doing like it, yeah. it was reassuring very much to see that stuff like i i, I want to throw out shout outs uh, a channel definitely gets lots of love but new rock stars does mm-hmm. Uh, breakdown videos where they like find Easter eggs for like superhero movies and like some big other 
pop culture stuff like Star Wars. Uh, and they've been doing breakdowns for the the Mario movie. They don't normally do video game stuff, uh, but they've started to a little bit, and they did a great breakdown for all the trailers, but that Game Awards clip like has some of the wildest specific references. Like, yeah. There's like a pink toad that walks by early on, and uh, Keegan-Michael Key's uh, toad says her name, and her name is like the name of a bar singer who's in the docks in the first Paper Mario. <laughs> it's like the only time that name's ever appeared as a toad, and she was also like a pink toad. It's Amazing. Like, man, like the the level of detail of like how deep they're digging for some of these references awesome. and character names and stuff is like pitch perfect. Absolutely what I love. And the fact that like a lot of it is Mario RPG stuff. Yeah. Gives me a lot of faith for characterizations of like Toad and Bowser and, and stuff. I, I'm really stoked. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for that movie. Um, but yeah, it looks better every time I see yeah, it, which is yeah, like yeah, wild. For, yeah, for sure. It still it still looks it still looks consistently very fun and, and enjoyable. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that was that was like a fun scene uh, for sure. So I definitely recommend um, checking out that like clip from the TGAs because it's really cool. Yeah, I'm like um, oh yeah, making good. Peach not a uh, damsel in distress for this. Yeah, yeah, she has a freaking battle axe. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Is, yeah. And like her being a part of that adventure. Yeah, they're doing a lot of smart stuff uh, yeah. with this movie that I'm I'm very happy with. Yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to it as well. Uh, really good stuff. Um, another weird um, news story. I didn't. I never thought this would be something that would cross over uh, Nintendo, but here we are. We can't escape the the the, the Microsoft Xbox um, kind of um, and Sony PlayStation debacle with Activision Blizzard and this thing trying to go through. Um, but in these kind of uh, battles that have been going on, um, clearly this was a move in that direction. But this is. Um, uh, I have this. Um, article from Kotaku. <laughs> Sorry, just yeah, I, the I cover image is very yes, good. I just I, just, I grabbed I grabbed this link, but did not recognize what the actual image was, and that is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but I have this Kotaku article from Luke Plunkett. I'll just read the headline: Microsoft announces Blizzard a bizarre pledge to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles. It's a ten-year commitment that also includes continued support on Steam as well. Uh, that's kind of the little subline he had there. So yeah, basically, um, Phil Spencer came to Twitter. Um, this is like about like a week ago or so, um, roughly about that, and uh, basically says uh, Microsoft has entered into a ten-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. Microsoft is committed to help bringing more games to more people, however they choose to play. Um, and then he has a follow-up tweet saying they're also committed to that with with uh, Steam as well. Um, <laughs> like oh boy like yeah you know i can't wait to play call of duty i guess warzone or whatever on switch like not not really like <laughs> this uh, this is obviously like a play just at you know microsoft is still trying to get this deal to go through right and yeah they're having now they're getting into real legal waters and they're looks like they're actually gonna get into an actual court fight over this um they're they're going down to the bitter end and it seems like this is just like a card to play so they can look good for this deal to go through and be like, look, these 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 big gaming companies are cool with this. Look, Nintendo's cool with it. They're they were putting Call of Duty there like they're they, they're going to be fine with it. Come on. Come on. Like that's yeah. that's pretty much ultimately what this feels like. Right. 
throw money at the problem until it's solved type of deal. Yeah. Um, which is like kind of what Microsoft was doing, trying to buy Activision Blizzard in the first place. You know, it's it's like much like many people who like legitimately care about the games industry. I am somewhere between like big business gets bigger and that's bad, and like potentially this could clean up and and revitalize and make the working environment of all these Activision Blizzard employees much healthier. So it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because Lord knows they're not going to, it's not going to get better if Microsoft doesn't buy them. Uh, but yeah. also if Microsoft does buy them, you know, there are genuine concerns with a company being this big in video games, essentially like bullying their way into owning a bigger chunk of the space. So I don't know. This, this <laughs> is like one of many very weird things that Microsoft is trying to do. Ultimately it'll probably happen because money talks, yeah, you know more than anything, but just the amount of like hypocrisy being thrown from Sony and Microsoft on all sides of this, especially around Call of Duty, which is just uh, it's just a bummer <laughs> that that like that is now the touchstone for anyone who doesn't know video games. Like it's like Mario and Call of Duty is like yeah, that's it, that's it, <laughs> and it's a it's a bummer because yeah, like I wish it it big military propaganda game with guns was not like the touchstone for video games but it is yeah yeah for sure it's yeah, it's wild and like at the end of the day like I, yeah sure like there probably there might be a very small fraction of people who will end up wanting to have some kind of call of duty like experience on switch and they also say nintendo in general because obviously that, that's 10 years i would very much hope that in, within the next 10 years we will have another new nintendo console right um so please <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so you know it's you know it's like you said it's 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 just all about the money it's about them trying to look good to this to this thing that's happening they're trying to you know make a look look good in in this in this legal battle rather than just you know it like you know no one actually cares that it's, call of duty is going to be on a Nintendo switch yeah um, exactly maybe you know but you know maybe you know that'll lead to some other fun stuff from them like granted like a lot of blizzard stuff that makes sense on switch is there like overwatch 2 is already there um, mm -hmm. um and i'm sure like there might be other smaller games um, that might come out of Activision Blizzard if they if they switch off. That might end up coming to Switch. Like that'd be cool to see them expand, yeah. expand some of the universes that Blizzard has into just not being the, the, the same things they've been for what like ten ten like decades. Um, but yeah, um, whatever. Call, yeah, it, call let's, of Duty. Let's it's, get it's StarCraft Two on Switch. <laughs> Let's get Brood War on Switch. Get some privately. <laughs> Brood War private servers coming to Switch soon, baby. Let's let's yeah. let's get it. <laughs> Microsoft announces revitalization project for StarCraft Ghost on Switch. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah, get Ghost back on there. Um, God, jeez. Uh, um, stupid. <laughs> yeah, stupid. It's 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 stupid and. Call of Duty will be on Switch at some point in the in years to come. Whatever. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to our final news uh, topic, and I think we can also use this to just also just transition into games talk because you know again you know there was some news, but you know not a lot. It's the end of the not year. Um, we've learned since Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. This is also within its like first, like I think it was like first three, three days, days. Yeah, of three Pokemon days. Scarlet, Pokemon Violet coming out. It is now the fastest selling Nintendo game 
ever, um, despite a lot of the you know clear um, issues that some of the game has. Um, so I, in some ways, I'm not surprised. Um, in some ways, it's also just like wow. Like, th- not only that, it's the fastest selling console exclusive ever on any yeah, console on anything ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like <laughs> 10 million units in three days. And like, you know, it comes out a week after God of War. PlayStation announces after a week, God of War sells 5.5 million units. Like the fastest selling Sony first priority title ever. And then Nintendo in three days, you know, Pokemon sells 10 million units in three days. <laughs> yep. The fastest selling yeah. console exclusive <laughs> ever. You know, it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. It is, yeah. It's just, it just, it just, they feel like that franchise still feels like unstoppable. Nintendo feels weird, unstoppable. Like, I know we obviously have talked about it. Um, with our frustrate some of my frustrations with like Switch as a console and like lagging behind other hardware and software, but like, you know, how can, how, why would, why and how would they really stop now when they're still making money like this, right? Like, who, like, you know, they can just keep doing what they're doing with, with all this stuff. A console that has never gotten a price drop, if anything, Ever. it's gotten a price increase. Yeah, with the OLED, with the OLED. <laughs> and I guess like I guess the Switch Lite, the Switch Lite is technically, technically like a lower price Switch, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's a different thing. You it know? is a different thing for sure. Um, but yeah, in, in that in light of that, like, is uh, like it was it was just a, a weird to hear that. Um, or not necessarily weird to hear that. I guess it's not the right word, but it like it was just as weird moment to hear that as we literally just went through it and like the the weekend launch of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and literally the only discussion about this game is like how terrible it looks, how horribly it runs. Literally every All the issues. Literally like <laughs> Skyrim, like Mass Effect and drama level of like bugs being tweeted online of like look at this crazy thing, look at this. Pokemon bugging out, look at me falling through the world, and like, look at these characters' eyes like bulging out of their eyes, and people making memes about, but like, oh, good, 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 good. like, it's literally, it was literally like that specific of like a, a, a bug that could happen. Pokemon like in the midst of a battle, like f- sinking falling through the ground, the ground the or like off cliffs, yeah. or you know, all like just anything under the sun was, uh, 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 happening with that so like just seeing that and just being like man like I can't believe the I can't believe they're getting away with this moment like it for, <laughs> absolutely getting away it absolutely this. is a moment like I can't believe they're getting away with this and then you just see that and it's just like yeah they 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 absolutely got away with this dog like holy shit and it's like you know we didn't talk about it too much last year when Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl came out and like it sells incredibly well. That's like the yeah. ninth best-selling Switch game. Are those two games ever? Yeah. Uh, and you know nobody likes those remakes <laughs> at all. Period. It's like no, everyone's they're, like they're trash. They look terrible. They look terrible. They added a bunch of garbage to it. It's not fun. All the changes yeah. are lame. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. The Pokemon don't look as good as they do in Sword and Shield, which already had its own slew of problems. <laughs> Sword and Shield came out, you know, two years before that. And had all these technical problems, um, and yet here we are. <laughs> yep, here we are. Scarlet Violet does even better, and yeah. So like, like we can just get into our own experiences with, with Scarlet and Violet here soon, soon as well. And I also want to say like one of the thing, which was a surprising thing to I to see, because like you know the question was like, all right, all we had all of this come out. 
Like, is Pokemon Company, Nintendo, like, literally anybody going to respond, make some kind of response to this? Because, like, it felt like it was just a wave of stuff, like, that's, like, unavoidable, where I'm seeing, like, you know, TikToks and YouTube videos and and Twitter things where, like, they have, like, millions of views of on these, on these like, glitches and bugs that this game had. So, like, it's, like, it got around. Like, it's not, it was no secret, right? Yeah. Um, but it's... <clears throat> Uh, we got a, a, a first patch for the game came out. I think it was like a weekish or so after that came out. In, in the patch notes of that, like when they released the patch notes and they like even tweeted this out, and they basically said like we we like we are aware. Yes, like we know this game is a little fucked and kind of <laughs> kind of kind of borked, and we are going to work on improving it and and these things. So like we'll see like where this goes. Right, like. Like I think they put out that they put that out with a patch, and like from my experience, it felt like that patch did nothing. Even yeah. though I saw people being like, "Oh, the the frame rate's a little better," and it's like, "No, that I think you're missing the thing that I clearly, I very much noticed." And the people pointed out that there is a memory leak issue with the game, where if you if you play for a period of time. And let's say put the game in sleep mode and then like come back a day or two later, it will perform worse. And you straight up will have to if you want the game to run a little bit better, you have to like close the game and restart it. And then it'll like kind of go back to running at like it'll go from like running like 20, maybe 25 frames (laughs) to, to. But like if you leave that memory leak, it'll be like, I don't know, running at like 10, 15 frames and stuttering all the time to the point where it was constantly giving me headaches trying to play that game. Um, but yeah, um, that, so we'll see, we'll see where that goes, but yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, um, here's, let's, let's get into our, 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 our playing of it because we said we both completed it. Um, that man, um, Scarlet and Violet, as we we just said, I have to, I, 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 these words were in my head, so now I just have to, I have to say it, even though we talked about this, um, is one of the most embarrassing first party video game releases I feel like I've seen in five years. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like they are absolutely getting away with it because, you know, this is stuff that like, you know, I think of like things like Fallout 4 and or Fallout 76. Fallout 76. Even. Yes, you're right. That's what I meant. Sorry. Excuse me. Fallout mm-hmm. 76, um, like Mass Effect and Andromeda to a level and even like, you know, I guess like Battlefront 2 is not really like a buggy technical mess, but that was just like a big like 20, 2042. The most recent one was a disaster was was, was a mess like this game feels like it should be kind of like in the same vein, like scrutinized as these games. But it absolutely is like this is like the one time I'll give it to folks of like Pokemon is getting away with a little bit because people really love Pokemon. And I will say mm. even even playing it like I've, I've finished it. I really like this game. <laughs> even yeah. though I'm sitting here like like talking about it like as it's like one of these horrible pieces of things because it, it like it's it's like all of the technical mess um, really really like soured a lot of my experience with it um, just uh, in a way I didn't expect it to because I like not a lot of games that I have played before that have had other technical messes like have really like soured my experience with it but like this one really did it for me uh, unfortunately and also, like, just like, you know, if it weren't for some of these things um, that really kind of held back the game for me, like, this would be a game I have, I would probably already have put, like, you know, over 100 plus hours in. I would have been one of the people who want to sit here and collect everything, get everything. Like, when I, I used to be, like, you know, 
something I've, I think I've talked about in previous episodes about being a fan of Pokemon, but like has never really been displayed as like, I used to be like obsessive about these games. I would put like hundreds and hundreds of hours into Pokemon games. I would literally go buy older Pokemon games to go play through them all and capture everything to then bring them forward into current games. So I could sit here and like, all right, I'm going to breed this team. I'm going to make a new team of six of Pokemon. I'm going to nickname them all. Cause I, I like having this fun team and having that kind of fantasy moment of like, like we said, like having that journey, the adventure, like this is, this is the game. I would want that in so much, but like it, it looks, it's horrible. I, I have hard time visually playing it and looking at it for long periods of time. Because, like, I straight up, like, because of the hitchiness and the frame rate, like, I, I've never had this experience with a game, but, like, I don't, I don't know what it is this game exactly is technically-wise doing to make it so, like, it's just, I can't play it for longer period of times because I will literally start getting headaches. Um, mm. There's things like, like, just, like, the the constant, like, having this um, years of Pokemon games, that and clearly this game is, like, a factor of the, of Game Freak trying to, um, expand, but not changing their methodology of how they d- d- develop these games, right? Like, they try and do them on this yearly cadence, and it just does not work with the scale they're doing it anymore. Because, like, some of the micro problems that also um, add up in this game have been existing in Pokemon games for, like, years. Like, the things, like, where, like, you go back to Sword and Shield, or even Legends Arceus, and you have, like, a full set of customization for your characters, different clothes, different different hats, different, like, co- costumes and outfits you can put on you literally have four fucking outfits in this game and that is it you can put mm-hmm. biker helmets on like what a that's a fucking <laughs> that fucking sucks like that's yeah. not what i want to customize my character to look like previous games on the switch like all have like way more customization options than these this game does and i don't understand why that is like it's insane to me that that, that, that like that goes that but that just goes to show like the stuff like that, like were were existent in like previous games, where like you know you had Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which like added like, a bunch of really cool quality of life features in terms of like oh on the bottom screen you had access to all of these thing cool little mo- things where like oh, I can just like kind of hit this button and it, and it instantly makes my character always auto run and it's just right on the touch screen or or I can you know have this little phone icon where I can and I can go and rematch trainers all across both regions of Johto and Kanto I had Pokemon that like followed me uh, uh, anywhere you go and you could just put them in your team and they'd follow and wander around you which is really cool but then you jump to black and white and all of that is gone in black and white like that stuff has existed and permeated like where it's like they introduce really cool little neat features in one game that feel like they should be core parts of like a bigger game and they keep of they keep expanding right like it should be like an expansion as they go to each game like this is a new feature we add in this and then they should go on because that's what video game sequels and franchises do of course but pokemon has always kind of like skirted that with their weird design choices because they try and keep this yearly cadence that and that game each game kind of loses little pits and pieces and then they will potentially hopefully show up again in like three games from now because they've already started working way ahead of time on this crazy machine they've still been on and like this game just has so many of that where it's just like you can look at legends Arceus, which i had issues with um, er- earlier this year, but like, there's so many things that were in Legends Arceus that just made sense for like exploring an open world Pokemon game and like having more interactions with the world of Pokemon that this game just like is completely missing. 
like, like you know, the catch, like the catching stuff doesn't bother me, but just like you know, having po- having like be able to like freely like like pull your team out at any time and just like hang out with them and like interact with them all there with you together. You like can't really do in this game unless you do like the little camping like thing um, with like throughout throughout your plate or whatever. Um, you know, poke- Pokemon that are like more, feel more like a threat and interesting to like. Um, interact with in the world like I think there are po- there are tons of cool moments in this game obviously like like you said like having this moment where you're like oh I'll go up to a river and there's a bunch of Pokemon swimming down at our oh look at this like big field and there's Tauros running across it oh shit they're gonna they see me they're gonna fucking come at me like I think that like that feels a lot less interesting here um because there is one, one they like they like dramatically increase the amount of Pokemon that are like in area sometimes which I think is like obviously cool in the sense that like I'm catching and battling and training, but like it feels like when I'm just in this field and it's like there's like 40 Tauros and like one of them and they're like they're like weirdly freaking out or they're like moving at like five five six five less frames than another one because they're like just perfectly angled away from you in a way that you're far enough that like you, I, I definitely just lost a lot of that stuff. And I think, like, something I really liked in Arceus is, like, Pokemon could attack you and stuff, like, and I don't, I don't necessarily really need that that experience, but the idea of, like, having Pokemon that were, like, bigger threats in specific areas, where, like, this area, like, like in a lot of areas in Scarlet and Violet, it feels like, it's like, alright, this is just the area where I catch this Pokemon, particular kind of Pokemon, and, like, this, are these, the like, are maybe a few different types, where, like, at least in Arceus, like, there there definitely was that still, but sometimes you go in an area where it's like, alright, here's, like, a bunch of weasels hanging out together, and then, but also, now there's just a giant version of a float soul that's, like, its evolution, and has, like, big red eyes, and it's imposing, and, like, a higher level than any of the Pokemon in that area, that is, like, a little bit more of a clear threat. Um, in this particular area and it makes like navigating the world a little bit more interesting where I feel like in this game it was just kind of like all right these Pokemon are just kind of here and like oh yeah cool it's like new Pokemon I'm gonna go see these new Pokemon like that's fun but I think I missed a lot I I was kind of surprised at how much I missed something like that in Arceus um, and seeing kind of like having more like threatening and like bigger Pokemon like interacting with you in specific points in the world where this game kind of just doesn't really have a lot of that um, <clears throat> I think, I think just like, you know, it's, it's, it's an extremely ambitious game, um, that like, I, I give them a respect for trying in, in the amount they, the amount they like try to do in this first kind of go at like doing a proper open world, having it be a little bit more free to like go to these different parts. I just think like, you know, they were absolutely kind of curtailed by like tr- trying to do too much in the time frame they had um and being um beholden to these formats of how they're supposed to release these games on these cycles like just kind of really showed in this game in a way that's like they can't release another game like this again and i think they they at least know that and are, are like cognizant of it but like they 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 need to start showing that like they need to i think pokemon company now really does have to show like all right we're we're changing it up and we're going to we're gonna, we need to figure this out like we can't like release another pokemon game at the end of next year and and it be kind of this middling like kind of crappy looking world and like that looks not really that great and performs not great like the switch is not the issue 
um, anymore with these games, in my opinion. Like, I, I, I will not sit here and just be like, well, the, you know, if it's on powerful stuff, it would be like, obviously it would in some sure. respects. But at the same time, like, there are plenty of open world games that look way better, run way better and perform way better than like the like Scarlet and Violet do. Even Legends Arceus do the earliest year. And like, they can't they can't keep getting they can't keep doing this anymore can't keep getting away <laughs> they can't with keep this. getting away with it and, and you know I, I again i really really did i did have a good time with this game i really enjoyed us playing together like i was really impressed with like how seamlessly all that co-op worked but i just think like man it, like it's just they really needed to like they really should have just tried to figure out or, or like given this game more time um to, to really work up, work on this stuff because it's just it's just it's such a disappointing experience uh, mm. for me overall still as much as I did like it um, but yeah very understandable I think uh, mm. I we, we talk about 10 million units sold right <clears throat> and the thing is like obviously we're in our circle of people who talk about video games and people who cover video games <laughs> uh, and I think there's a lot of either it's it's a gradation of kind of what you're feeling, Mike, to like just really liking it and enjoying it. But boy, I, I like wonder what all those, you know, Billy Blue Jeans kids getting Pokemon on Christmas who are just not in all of that think like because, mm-hmm. you know, when I played Superman 64 when I was a kid. I knew that shit was bad. I was like, I mean, this is like the one game I got for this month from Blockbuster, but boy, uh, howdy, I am just going to deal with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I do wonder, you know, we won't know for a little while, but I, I wonder what the ramifications on the average Pokemon consumer is going to be. Uh, which we might not know for like five, six months, maybe even longer, maybe not until the next one comes out. Right. Uh, but I do definitely think there is a subsect of people that buy Pokemon every time it comes out and that's all they play. And they're going to walk away from this one being like, boy, it was like, you know, I imagine a similar scale of like, it was really cool, but you know, really rough. Yeah. Or like it was so rough that I just didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I am curious what the, the breakdown is going to be. For me, you know, I also finished it. I'm like 65, 70 hours played on it, mm-hmm. which is a lot, um, especially for me. You know, we talked about Sword and Shield when that came out a few years ago on Nintendo Land. And I liked that game quite a bit, but I didn't necessarily do anything after you finish the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like just fell totally in love with this game i'm part of the problem it's me (laughs) i'm the people that are letting them get away with it right like i went through a lot of different things of the first eight hours i spent in this game was like just literally me uh after you do the intro stuff going to like the starter area and like trying to catch the weird rarest pokemon there and being like obsessed with that which is not something i normally do um and then just like really having like a a rough time for those first 15 hours and then after that just like totally getting immersed in it um and i i really like leaned into the the different format of it i Mm -hmm. 
the first thing I did was I went to every Pokemon Center on the map. And like people say that like you can't get around or like there are blockades and stuff. I got around all of them. I cheesed everything around it, got to every <laughs> single place in the map, unlocked like every fast travel point I could get to first, like with like level 15 Pokemon, just running past everything, running away from every fight, just exploring the world because I just wanted to. I'm like, again, leaning hard into the don't do this the way you've ever played a different Pokemon game. I did all the Titans first and like the last one is like level 56 and I've got like level 35 Pokemon just like throwing their corpses against the <laughs> Titans, uh, unlocking all the traversal abilities and then just doing whatever I want. I found like, especially by the end of it, like the thing that I have realized that I really don't care about in Pokemon games is surprisingly fighting other trainers. I skipped Almost every optional trainer battle, don't care. Just fought random Pokemon. Like, I'm taking my level 30 squad against just wherever the level 50 Pokemon are. And I just thought that was really cool. I really mm. loved that freedom and doing like all the hardest gyms first uh, against like 45, 50, and 60 Pokemon. And then working my way down to the easier gyms, just doing everything out of order, all out of whack finding crazy Pokemon, catching like a level 50 Dratini while I have two gym badges. So it's like not going to listen to me, but like throwing it in my box, <laughs> yeah. knowing that I'm going to pull it out as soon as I have like six badges or whatever, uh, which I did. And like all that stuff really worked for me. I'm like not normally a open world video game player, but those ones that break the formats, I think really appeal to me like Elden Ring like this, like Breath of the Wild. Uh, things like that uh, and I, that just I was really into that I was really into this feeling this freedom of writing my own Pokemon story in a way that I just haven't before mm -hmm. um, I have not gotten this into a Pokemon game since I played black black white or black and white and black and white 2 um, which I, I've gone on record saying those are my favorite Pokemon games at least before this mm -hmm. you know like this it could be one of, if not my favorite Pokemon games. Uh, and I'm, I am as surprised by that information as anyone else. <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I don't know, like obviously the technical stuff, like I've never been more grateful that I'm, I don't have to review a game. Right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. I, yeah. the idea of writing, sitting down and writing a review of this game sounds truly like the most difficult thing in the world because yeah. I had a wonderful experience. I played co-op with you and Quinn and, you know, obviously plan on playing more uh, and Scott. Uh, and it's so fun. It is like perfect Pokemon co-op. Yeah. The only thing like I wish you could do is just like throw your Pokemon at each other and fight like right there on the street. Yep. Uh, it's like the only thing you can't do. But even then, like it's pretty easy to like go in the menu and like set up a battle really quick or yeah. set up a trade really quick. Like our friend Jake who is like a shiny hunter and does all the Pokedex. Like I'm like trading Pokemon with him at two o'clock in the morning to get all the violet exclusives, uh, stuff that I just never do. And I'm like actually trying to finish the Pokedex. I'm at, uh, 324 of 400, mm -hmm. uh, which I've never done yeah. ever. Even That's in cool. black and white, I, I like couldn't give a shit. I have like my yeah. eight Pokemon and I don't care about any of the other ones. <laughs> uh, the only one that I've done that before is is Let's Go Pikachu, which is kind of, you know, cheesing it because that's just like, you know, it's like Pokemon Go. You're just like yeah, throwing you're just, you're just Pokemon and catching them. Um, 
And I've like really loved it. Like there were times where like because around the midpoint of my game, I was just started catching Pokemon that I thought looked cool. There were times where I was like, you know, like I'm up in a tough battle. Like, let me go into my box and see what I have. And like having the, the right Pokemon for the right situation and being like, oh, like, you know, this is what like having a, a big arsenal of Pokemon can do for you. Yep. And it led me to like I had I thought I think the most interesting team I've had in a Pokemon game by the end of it. Like I, I was telling you and Quinn during one of our streams, like no fire type, no water type on my team, period. Um, and making that work, right? Like mm -hmm. using ground and rock type against fire type Pokemon that I'm fighting instead of water type or using uh, like flying or bug type against psychic and stuff like all these different things that in different matchups that like the wider array of really interesting Pokemon really allows for. Um, and, and I love like so much of the new Pokemon in this game uh, that really worked for me uh, without getting like too into spoilers. Right. The, I, the last three hours of this game were like perfect for me. <laughs> I kind of, you know, and again, it, it has all the problems, like all the yeah. problems didn't yeah. go away for this stuff. But just I was drawn into it in a way that I haven't been before. And I don't know if it's because like I play a lot of PS3 games still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I play a lot of like old ps1 games still to this day like a lot of rough games that don't feel great or don't look great so like a lot of the stuff about it doesn't bother me like the pokemon look good the characters in my opinion look the best mm -hmm. of any characters and they just like have the most merciless attack on your idea of the gender spectrum in this game yeah. and i i yeah. love that that's, that's, like that's true yeah that that really appeals to me how diverse and like cool and non-binary a lot of the characters end up being mm -hmm. um and i to me that like is part of pokemon culture like the queerness of it um and just all of that worked for me you know the whole ending the music is incredible in this mm -hmm. game like it's it's probably my favorite pokemon soundtrack um and the the gimmick pokemon uh that you kind of get introduced to at the end uh, again, without spoiling anything, I, like I didn't know about any of that going into this. And I know y you had some stuff spoiled and there were a lot of spoilers out there. But mm -hmm. when that like hit me and I figured out what was going on, I was blindsided and like so absolutely excited. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that like was just another tick. So like I walked into this game thinking, OK, I'm going to catch like a squad, level up my starter to, to its third evolution, play for eight hours and then probably never play it again. Uh, and then I, you know, I'm now every night, like I'm going to catch five new Pokemon that I, that I have. And I have been for like the last two weeks now that I've played so much and I'm playing other stuff. Um, and a new destiny season started. Um, <laughs> and that has just been like a perfect send off to the game. Like I did everything. I fought everyone. I did like the post game tournament. I did raid battles and like I caught like the the special Charizard that they did raid. Mm -hmm. I've been running like a bunch of raids, all this stuff that I like ignored in Sword and Shield because it was too tedious. Like all of the quality of life stuff that they've done with that has worked for me, has gotten me. They fucking got me. I'm <laughs> yeah. the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of that is no, ex exciting to hear just because you like you because like this is stuff I've loved about this franchise for years and years and years and to hear you like being like 
like you know, obviously yes getting 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 around some of the other things that this game allowed and yeah like like that's there's tons of stuff that is legitimately great like you said like being able to just like freely do stuff or be like you know what i don't want to just uh, you know I, i'm not just like beholden to have to go go to this gym and beat the gym to then go be able to explore more of the world i can just go do that and like you can mm-hmm. totally like you said yeah like i totally tried did some of that too of just like all right i went you know, once I once you kind of start finish that initial city, I just kind of walked in a direction, just kind of kept going, and definitely got into an area I shouldn't have gone into. But like, it's that's cool. Um, yeah, and like it, like a lot of that stuff, a lot of it does it does stuff well. And I just I just wish like it, some of the issues just they like yeah. if if they get if legitimately if like some of that stuff does like legitimately get ironed out. Like even if it ran like because that's that's like another frustrating thing is like Legends Arceus doesn't like really like it's not it's not it's not like doesn't chug like this. Yes, yeah. it is not like it's not. I would not say it's like dramatically better, but like it runs way better and performs way better in this game. And even it's if consistent, this, yes, know? and it's consistent. Like even if they got this game into that state, like I would probably be a hundred percent willing to like get back into this game and go continue this on. And like there's potential for that because it's like you know i would assume like this is all assuming that like you know sword and shield the last big generation of pokemon had dlc post-launch dlc that kind of kept it going for a little longer like and i'm assuming that's what they're going to do for this game like we already know like they're going to do like a big update in the spring that's going to bring like the like the pokemon home thing which is like the thing you can like put all your pokemon into from across the different games and bring them over and like i remember they already showed like the like the 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 original like ancient older pokemon from legends arceus will be like transferable into this game and they showed like you know the different forms of like you know scyther and like the the what's oh, i forget what it's, it's like axor or claxor or whatever is like an evolution of scyther from legends arceus yeah and um, and there's like, and like that, different evolutions for all the starters in that game as well right yeah like you, they have starters from previous games it's like uh rowlet from sun and moon um Cyndaquil from Gold and Silver and then um, Oshawott Oshawott yeah so they have like their final evolutions are like different versions of uh, those those Pokemon uh, is what it is Um, and those are all cool little versions of they are kind of cool versions of those Um, so like I I feel like if they're at least going to be doing that I'm hoping that like you know that'll come like there will be some patches in between that or maybe with that they will kind of maybe they're, they're definitely going to patch this game. Like, this is the first time Nintendo's ever come out and been like, "We're sorry about the performance of this game," yeah. right? And and obviously, yeah. like Nintendo has zero to do with the development of this game, yeah. right? They just have yeah. their partnership with the Pokemon Company, where it's like, the Pokemon games come out on our platform. That's it. Yeah. Um, whatever that deal is, that's been in place since Pokemon started, you know. Yeah. However, what what percentage Nintendo owns of the Pokemon company that clearly makes them just billions of dollars annually? I don't know the 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 money details, but right. like they've got this on lock. Nintendo doesn't get to necessarily tell them what to do cuz yeah. in a, in a way Pokemon is bigger than Nintendo by a lot. But, you know, uh, Nintendo does have a reputation and they've never put out a product that looks this, like this. yeah this this, this. a first party title uh, they, yes. they are heralding it as the best selling first party Nintendo title all right and the best first party selling game ever or at least fastest like that does come down on Nintendo eventually yeah. yep. uh, and and people will look at mm-hmm. Nintendo differently you know I know you can make a lot of jokes about Nintendo seal quality 
and the Wii U era and just a lot of there's a, plenty <laughs> to mine there, but like yeah. nothing has been this under the bar, yeah. especially when you know Mario Galaxy or Odyssey comes out looking running 60 FPS perfect, you know, and yeah. and Breath of the Wild, you know, with Breath its of- issues. Nowhere near nowhere this. nowhere near as bad, bad as this game looks or it, runs or yeah yeah technical uh, and bugs and things like that nowhere a game like Xenoblade Chronicles three comes out too, this yep. year uh, and obviously like Nintendo leans on Monolith Soft for all of their open yeah. bigger titles like they they're helping with Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom they help with Breath of the Wild they did Xenoblade two and three yeah. like they're they're very good at optimization and and Nintendo knows to use them as a resource yeah like I'm sure they were like hey Game Freak you can you know they can help yeah. you out and or maybe they're spread too thin right now but like it just didn't happen and it is not a good look you know yeah and that's that's also something worth uh, bringing up too is like you said there there actually was like people looked up some of the the the, the credits of the people that are on this and there was somebody who. Who like I guess like was like uh, an assist like some kind of I don't remember your specific title like consultant consultant specific title that is from Monolith Soft that like came in to help with this game and like th- clearly like that had no effect so like I think it's some of it is like yes like um, some of it is I think again goes back to the however Game Freak Pokemon Company and Nintendo wh- whoever is involved with the cycle of the development with these games. Like clearly, like it's not working anymore, and they need to change it. Like it's, yeah. it's just straight up, if if you know. And I, and I, I hope this, like, yes, that's ultimately what I'm hoping this does. Is like, I, there, I'm really hoping this is like making either maybe people at Nintendo going like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, like you said, they, the Pokemon Company is bigger than them, but at the end of the day, like you know, they've had this partnership for so long. Like, I feel like Nintendo at least has some sway to be like, what's going on here? Like. How did this? Yeah. What happened here? Like you can't, we can't have you putting a game like this out on our platform like this again. And they, they care, you know. Like Nintendo cares about uh, yeah. a polished product. Like I can guarantee, goddamn T, like Tears of the Kingdom has taken so long because they yes. want that game to look and run well, right? Like, yep. uh, and and Nintendo and Pokemon doesn't have the luxury. Like we we talked a lot about. Like, can you de- can you delay a Pokemon game because the machine, the the yes, you know, merchandise, yeah. the anime, the like that whole announcement of Ash like retiring in this new stuff, like that probably needed to happen and needed to come out, and this game needs to be done, and these new Pokemon need to be available yep. for the public to know yep. about. Like, they need to you can't have this anime slow that cycle. machine. Have to have and, this whole slate of trading cards that have all the Pokemon arts, and people can go buy them. Like they yeah. need, they need to be on this this machine. Even like you know, I, I definitely saw some pushback about about that, but it's like it's true. Like you know, like they 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 can't just like they they as a business and a company are not going to just like they are going to they they know it's going to make money regardless in some way, shape, or form. So they they probably in some way knew the state of this game and they just had to put it out. And yeah, it's, and it's, and it's just it, it really sucks. And they, they yeah. at this point, they need they need to change it and figure it out. This is like they can't like, do this again. <laughs> this can't. has happened to, to other video games. Like, obviously, we talked about Bethesda and stuff like I think Assassin's Creed, which was annual for so long. And then as AC Unity comes out and it's like a mess yep. and especially at launch. And then it's like, all right, we have to take a couple years off. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. I, I just think so many that big franchises it, are doing that. Right. 
it took a while for Nintendo to get there because their games weren't HD for a long time, uh, and a lot of them were handheld, and they ha- you had like a nice split. Like if it was smaller game, easier to manage on a handheld or something. But now that it's like it's caught up, you know, yep. we're at that point yeah. where we got to we got to slow. They need to figure it out. Stuff down. Game Freak has been able to slide by by making literally DS and 3DS and handheld games for like decades, and now they need to make modern console games like they can't like they need to they're trying i think they are catching up but like very clearly at a very slow place and they clearly were not ready truly ready for this transition yeah um and they they need they truly need to figure it out um but yeah go we can go on for pokemon forever but yeah i think we we definitely said all we wanted to say um i'm still i'm hopeful for the future for the for a game like again like we said like like you know, I still there's still a lot of things I liked about the game, um, but I just I I, I just kind of hope they they actually do figure it out and and uh, make this a better game than it should should have been at launch. Yeah, as a, for a positive note to end on, what's your favorite? Or th- give me one of your favorite of the new Pokemon. Favorite of the new Pokemon? Oh, there's a couple. Um, yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah, um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I really I really like the dung beetle. <laughs> Pokemon. Yes, um, I like its evolution. Yeah, its evolution's really fun. The tum- there's a tumbleweed Pokemon that's also really I like. They're both just dumb, fun ones. I remember just those were like a couple of the ones that weren't spoiled for me. Um, mm-hmm. So just like like walking around and just seeing a tumbleweed go by, and I'm just like, okay, that of course that's got to be a Pokemon. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, a ghost grass. Yes, yeah, a ghost cool grass. Combo. Very fun. Um, I I will say like this is like of the first generation in a while where I think. At all three starter evolutions, I actually really like. Where sometimes, sometimes like there's definitely been ones in the past where it's like, okay, one of them's really cool. Maybe the other two are, eh, or maybe one or two of them are really neat, and one's just like a big stinker. Um, there's, <laughs> def- there's definitely been that here and there. But I would say, like, probably for me personally, like, I probably have not liked a set of final evolution starters since this much since Gen Four, like Gen Four Diamond and Pearl starters. All three of them I really liked, um, and I would say like these ones are like pretty much i'm there with it so i like all three of them a lot yeah um, i also like them and i love the subtypes like this is probably my favorite set of starters in any pokemon game to be honest like the way yeah. each third evolution is a subtype that like reverses the chain of weaknesses yeah. is it's like cool. so cool i want them to do that forever now uh yeah. i just think that's yeah. super rad i'll throw one out because it's the one uh that i got last night uh which is annihilate um, annihilate uh, yeah which is primeape's new evolution which is a ghost fighting type yeah he gets so um, angry have you read the pokedex for him it's pretty so it's pretty angry wild. he died um, <laughs> yeah he died and became a, a, a monster ghost ghost, <laughs> a ghost. ghost of rage ghost uh of but rage. which like it's really good. A, a lot of great cool unique evolutions of like yeah. how you get to them in this game too and that's one where it's like use this move 20 times to evolve them into Annihilate, I think that's super awesome. And there's more stuff like that, and that's like some of my favorite stuff. Like the Dung yeah. Beetle evolution is like a really cool one yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they they've they've had a handful of those across the gens, and those are always you're right, those are always really fun. But they they use them to good effect in like the the new kind of setup for how the world is um, in that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um great, but um Great but not <laughs> great but, but disappointing at the same time. Um, so let's let's get into other other games we've been playing. 
Yeah. Um, where where to start here? I, I'll do I'll do a quick I'll do a quick one, just a quick update on Overwatch mm-hmm. Two because I've still been playing a little bit of Overwatch Two, not as much as when it first dropped, uh, but the new season started relatively recently, and I did jump in, uh, played a little bit of that, played a little bit of the new hero. Ramatra, he's kind. Of, he's pretty mm. cool. I don't know if you. I don't know how much you've been. You've uh, really checked out Overwatch. I've been following really. it, but I haven't played it at all yet. Right. Um. He's he's pretty cool. Like the whole his whole thing is he has like a dual form where he like switches forms. So basically, he has like a his standard form, which is kind of like I guess like he's like I think he's like I think they call it just monk monk form because he kind of looks like a monk. He has like a big staff. Um. Mm-hmm. That that form when he's in kind of kind of reminds me of um Arissa. But Arissa, how she was like in the in the first game, where she had kind of like her her like kind of bolt shots that are kind of like you know they're a little longer range, so you kind of wanted to like kind of you could kind of use just like kind of like you know poke at enemies from further away a little bit. Um, so how I use that like his staff attack feels much more like that, and then he has like a barrier he can summon, and so it's pretty much just like how she felt like how she was originally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing, the other big thing he can do is then he goes into his nemesis form, where he straight up just looks like a big JoJo like anime character. Like he gets like big mech arms that come out, and he's literally in this crossed armed like in the middle of it, and and like and basically it's like it's like a limited time form, but he has he gets like a crazy like health and like armor boost, and then he's straight up just like punching, and he shoots out these like big blasts. Um, from his fists, and they actually like pierce through like shields and stuff. So like, if Reinhardt has a shield up, you can just like burst it, and then just like sit there and just punch him in the face. And mm-hmm. and it's 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 he's pretty fun. Um, his his ultimate, um, he basically goes into that form, and he like makes like a big field around him that is like life draining for people that are in it. And as long as those people are are in that field. Um, he will not lose his super essentially. So like it basically has a timer on it, but as long as people are in that field and like getting drained, that timer stops. So you can just like literally just like be a big tank menace and like, like drain all these people. Um, and I've definitely seen a lot when they're tethered, they do 50% less damage too, which is very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that also, and I've definitely already had dumb moments where there's two of them. They're literally just like staring at each other when they're spurs and blocked. Yeah. Are they're they're just, are they're sitting there blocked? Because they're like they're like just like tanking all the damage and they're just like sitting there staring menacing at each other while the, the other team is just like frantically trying to do stuff. Um, oh, the other move I forgot is he has like a he has like a gravity like a pull down gravity field, um, which is like it's a cool, but I honestly is not works as well as I, I hoped it would. Where like he basically uh-huh. just he basically like shoots out a little field and if like somebody's in the air they'll get like pulled down to the ground. But there is like a height limit even on that. So like if they it's like some characters like Farah or even Mercy can just get like way up super high and are a pain in the ass to try and shoot out of the air. Um, but they can get high enough to just be over that and it doesn't even affect them. So it's like, well, okay, well, I feel yeah. like I feel like the characters <laughs> they should have been used on. Like I, they can just like get out of it so easily. I love like the fast characters because it slows them like when they're in it to like your movement speed. There's a lot of characters that can just like blink right out of it. Like Tracer can just like, like oh, whatever and just teleport out of it. Or Sojourn can just kind of slide out of it. So it's not the greatest move, but it's like a cool concept. Um, yeah, he, he's he's really fun. Um <clears throat> There was a new map. Actually, I haven't got to play the new map, but I know it's like one of the the defend a payload and like take it through the like it's like a like a monk monastery kind of level like there was in the mm-hmm. first game, but it's like a newer one. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say I, I shilled out. For, for, you can hate me more for giving Blizzard money because I did buy some skins because there's some cool skins. 
Um, they did, they did like, um, cause like, like the first season they did like a themed like set or like the first season was like cyberpunk. So you had like the cyber Genji this time they're doing like Greek, like Zeus, like gods. And so like, um, there's in the battle pass at the end, like they have like that, like kind of skin you can kind of like change the parts of. So that's junk queen as Zeus. And she has like golden electric hair and her big hammer is like all like big axes, all like lightning and up and stuff. But they did a bunch of other like skins like that where there is a Poseidon Ramatra, and I had to get that Ooh. right away because he looks cool as hell. Because that is cool. Because he just straight up just has a big trident as like a staff, and he like his nemesis when he goes into that big no, nemesis form, he gets like big t- kraken like octopus Ooh. tentacles coming out of him and, cool. out of his arms, which look really cool. Um, there's a bunch of other fun ones too, like they made like Hermes, like Lucio, so he has like a he has like all like the like wings and like like Greek kind of effects on him. Um, Widowmaker's like uh, uh, Medusa. She has like big snake hair coils for her hair. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of really cool skins. I definitely shouldn't have spent money on, but I, a couple of them, I, a couple <laughs> of them I did because um, they were cool. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. The game's still like I will say. Like I talked about last episode, it's still I still am enjoying it, but it's also still has the same problems of like eh, it can kind of suck sometimes just being a solo player and not really being able to want to want to or be able to coordinate with the team I'm currently playing with. Yeah. Um, and it also sucks to be in a team of people that are like casually playing and then you go up against another five stack that are just like annihilating Yes, they're you, just you creaming know? you. It's like, well, this is, this is unfortunate. Um, but it's, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm still hoping that we see the, the PVE stuff sooner uh, rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Uh, but uh, what else? What have you been playing? Um, I to throw it out there real quick, Harvestella. I haven't played it too much since we did the viewpoints, which is not out at the time of recording this, but by the time people are watching this or listening to this, it will be out. Um, which is mostly chapter two of Harvestella, just like kind of showing off where that game goes after it opens up a bit, uh, and you can kind of access the other areas and whatnot. Mm. Haven't played too much since, but I, I'm in summer, uh, so like the second season. I've experienced the quietest. The quietest. Uh, I have many anime friends, um, and am making more anime friends by the day. I've saved two great fairies that aren't actually that great, as it turns out. Uh, <laughs> spoilers! Oh no! Spoilers! Yeah. And uh, I've done a bunch of you know BS side quests, having a good time. I think that viewpoints we did shows off a, a good amount of what the the loop in that game is cool nice. um, but, but a, an actual game that i've put some significant time to fortnite oh snap let me tell you about fortnite <laughs> been getting um, into it let's hear it i wouldn't say i'm getting into it but fortnite chapter four i think that's yeah, the one that sounds right uh, that sounds right just dropped and they updated the game to Unreal Engine 5.1 um, specifically on Series X and PS5 and obviously PC uh, which adds Lumen which is like this Unreal Engine yeah, kind of take on ray tracing the fancy light stuff um, and I wanted to see it right and I like the new map a lot you know from the trailer they showed it's like m- very medieval and fantasy like there's like little wood cabin villages and like there's a big castle and then you also have like kind of like 
a Doom 2016 style, like sci-fi base uh, that is like comparable nice. to the castle, but sci-fi. Um, and you know, there's a bunch of new skins. I I, I don't necessarily see myself spend a lot of money on Fortnite at any point. <laughs> I will say we we talked about it previously of how like old skins you can't get in Fortnite. They do put old skins from previous seasons up for sale in the shop that like change every week. Um, uh, okay. So like right. some of those things that were exclusive and happened, there are opportunities to get them again. Like I saw the Terminator and like Sarah Connor things. Come they're still, up there they're still in there. That's cool. Yeah. You, so, so you're not gonna you're not gonna go buy the My Hero Academia skins that's this, that just dropped. Uh, the, the anime skins have like this yeah, weird they're a little, look to yeah, them. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I always I was kind of thought that too. They're like, like they're like faces are just like a slightly like elongated. Their bodies are because they're, they're clearly yeah. like fitting like the whatever like the Fortnite models are rigged yeah. to. Like kind of fit into that. Hulk? So they, <laughs> and Hulk is just like squatting all the time, basically. Course, yeah. So he's like within, and when he's on a motorcycle, he's just like this little thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, my roommate, uh, who is like, I wouldn't call him a casual video game player, but like he's the type of person that plays like three things, and he just gets very into those three things. Yeah. Um, and we haven't had like a game to play together since we beat Elden Ring together. Uh, so it's like, hey, like you know. I know you don't like this, but like, let's give it a shot. And together we've like, just get on a dirt bike and ride around and shoot things and have silly amounts of fun. Uh, and that's been a good time. Like, you know, he wants to play more games with me. Um, but we don't necessarily know what to play. So it's like, "Eh, this is like, we play two rounds of Fortnite. That's like 35 minutes and Mm -hmm. we have a good time and it's silly. Uh, and that's been fun. So I'm going to hopefully try and play with more people. It's just really pretty. I really like this new map and yeah. the fantasy vibe to it. Um, it's still Fortnite, so yeah, it's, it's still, fine. Yeah, still just Fortnite, yeah. But I, the, the, I, I like some of the newest things that they've added. Like the motorcycles are really fun. You can do like flips and tricks on them and get extra points. Mm-hmm. The There's like a gravity hammer thing where you can like, if you're sprinting and you hit with the hammer you can actually use it to like launch yourself forward as like a movement skill but it's also a weapon um they Hmm. have like a shield keg so you can like throw down a field that like regens your shield for you and all your allies around you uh which is cool so you can like throw that down that firefight and then hunker down and and do stuff so there's more interesting stuff in it and i know they've had like the web shooters and like gimmick items before but like those didn't necessarily appeal to me but now that I've gotten to play some of it and contextualized it, there's some cool stuff in there. Obviously, Fortnite's always been like good. People wouldn't play it if it wasn't actually right. good on some level. Uh, it's just not. I, I'm like I had my fun with battle royales and then kind of got out. Now it's like, all right, if I have a friend to play with, I'll uh, where we drop in, fam. I'll let's drop in, in, have let's, a good time, and let's, uh, get out. Let's do a gr- let's do a gritty on somebody's corpse. Yeah, I gotta unlock some dances because I want a gritty on some fools. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> uh, All Might doing the gritty. You All sent Might, that yeah. in our group chat earlier today, and I'll never be the same. <laughs> yeah, never be the same. So yeah, that's that's always been the. That's because like you know, again, I, I watch a lot of giant bomb content, and like this past year, like it was it was more the fact that I feel like obviously Fortnite's always been a thing, but it was more the year of like Dan Reichert discovering <laughs> like the absurdity of mm. Fortnite. So yeah. like I, I so like that's always that's now the key thing of just like oh they put some they put some cool wacky character in now let's see him do a gritty here to here comes 
Here time's the gritty. Yeah, like as soon as that's, as soon as one skin comes, it's like time time till gritty. Seeing the character do the gritty. <laughs> TTG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. Big yeah, important TTG, factor. Time to gritty. Um, in the game time to kill doesn't matter anymore. TTK doesn't matter anymore. TTG is the, the important yes. thing. <laughs> um, that, that's that's. I feel like that's other than Destiny, which is still not on Switch, so we can't talk. Yeah, about Yeah, we can't talk about it. Maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should talk about that in some in some other form that's similar to this one day. Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I, I got a couple. I just got two more things before we get into our uh, Switch Goaty chats. Um, so I'll, I'll just I'll just shout it out qu- this one quick. Um, before I talk about another one, this is the Mario Kart 8 Wave 3 DLC came out. Um, yeah, I haven't even played this yet. I haven't I'm like played so yet. pissed at myself yeah, that yeah, I haven't played. That's how busy I've been. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You could go to our YouTube channel and our website and see that I've been doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but. it's definitely it's been a busy time because we usually also stream it. And that was like one of those things where it's like, I still want to stream it probably. With us we all the Game it. Awards that day that it came out, yeah. which we did, and then we've been yeah. doing our Pokemon stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just been busy. But yeah, me, we did. I did sit down with Quinn, um, and we did a viewpoint, so you can go watch a viewpoints of me and him checking out the eight tracks. Then we also checked out the other cool free update that the game got, which added custom items, a custom item option. I, th- I don't know if you saw it. I think I posted in yep. our Slack, so you saw it. But basically, now in the game, if you do like a versus race. Or even in like some online racing modes, you can set an option that just says custom items, and then once you set that, then uh, it'll take you to a menu that is straight up just like the Super Smash Brothers style menu where you can turn off any items, you can turn off all the items, and when you do that, it'll make it so it's only mushrooms. That's like it'll always have at least one item on, but you can mm-hmm. turn off like stuff like you can turn the coin off and never see coins pop up randomly in your items again if you want that. You can do it to all. All bomb bombs, which I think you could do before, to be fair. But like you can do now, you can do like all blue shells or all lightnings or all um, boxes or whatever. Like you can you can just set it to any and all. Like and there was a, all kinds of absurdity. We did we did that at the end to test it out, and we did an all bullet bill uh, race on Baby Park, and it was stupid because you're just watching. This <laughs> is really entertaining, even just to look at the map and you just see like you just see little bullet bills just like zooming around everywhere. And, it, and yeah. It, yeah, and then because you're all bullets, it's like super fast. So it was probably like one of the fastest baby parks i think i've ever seen where it was like less than like a minute <laughs> minute before we were like done the race um that's awesome yeah but it's really silly uh but obviously they also you know oh that was a free update for anybody but also the dlc dropped it dropped alongside of that and man uh, again i think as each wave of dlc has come out they've just gotten better and better and that's the case with these i think they've truly i think at least with this one they i think they truly have hit the mark of where I want to see the rest of this DLC go and where I think even some of the previous DLCs should have been closer to where one, they, they like visually look really, really nice. I think they've all looked nice, but I think like these in particular look really good They're, They br- they brought in rainbow road 3ds and Holy crap. That is one of the, that's like, honestly, that is almost in some ways one of the best looking tracks in the game now. Just like in some ways, like it's really cool. I'm so happy that track is in the game. Cause it's always, always so cool. Uh, concept for Rainbow Road where you're literally driving through like a galaxy and you're racing on a rainbow planet, you're racing on the moon, all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. A um, bunch of other tracks um, that are really fun. They brought back um, Boo Lake, so it's like a ghost pier map. They finally got that in Mario Kart 8. Um, that, it's like a remake of the, the Game Boy track. 
Um, and it's basically now where it's like, you know, you kind of start on the pier and then it actually goes underwater. That whole section is actually anti-grav in the Mario Kart 8 version. So you're like racing underwater on this like broken pier uh, with boos or everywhere and you're kind of racing anti-grav. It's really fun. Um, <clears throat> uh, Maple Treeway is here from the Wii version. That was like a big fan favorite uh, track from the Wii version. That was actually a surprise because, you know, again, I think I talked about the, one of the previous episodes with the DLC. There was a data mine. Um, this track was originally not planned for this, like according to that data mine. Um, they had swapped it out at some point, and now it is this. Originally, it's supposed to be like a GameCube. I think it's supposed to be Waluigi Stadium from the GameCube. It was supposed to be in this, this pack, apparently, originally. Um, but now it is. they switched it to Maple Tree Way, which was in that leak, but it was supposed to be in a later wave. So, like, people are thinking they're just, like, swapping around the tracks for whatever reason. Maybe to, like, elude the data mines or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, that's, like, again, when, when I say, like, they, they kind of hit the parts because now half of, literally four out of the eight tracks have anti-grav included in them. Compared nice. to none, like literally there was just the single brand new track. And it was also a thing where like a lot of them are like returning tracks from previous games that they incorporated that stuff into. Um, so like, you know, like I said, like a uh, rainbow road, 3ds rainbow road that came back. There's a section where you drive like on the moon and that is anti-grav. Like it's perfect. It's like perfectly made. Like they did the exact thing they should have done with that. And I was Excellent. so happy to see that. Uh, like I said, boop here as anti-grav where you go underwater um rock rock mountain from the 3ds is a really cool track um from that one and there's like this whole section at the end of the track where you like go up go up like the side of a mountain that's all anti-grav and they even put they even put like uh the little like spinners that are from like eight with where you like hit them and you get a boost and spin um and then there's a the a new original torch or not it's like original from tour which was the the Christmas track, Merry Mountain. There's like a whole section of that where you kind of like do a big U up the side of a mountain, and that is all in anti-grav now in in 8. Um, another cool surprising bit um, that was also included, which is I think exciting for the Futures DLC 2, is they not only added more anti-grav, they also introduced half pipes that were originally from Mario Kart Wii, into tracks that um, had them originally in eight, and also the one I just mentioned, Mario Kart uh, Merry Mountain. So that way, it's, it's literally like when you drive up the side of this like snowy mountain and like uh, go into Indy Grav, like the, the apex of the mountain. Now, just like the big ramp of it is all like a, a half pipe, and you can fly off it and do a trick, and then come back down and get a boost. Um, the same nice. with the same with Maple Tree Way. There's like a section in that where you like you come out of this section where you're like on top of a tree and you're like dodging wigglers. You go across this like big wooden like like pit, like wooden part that has a bunch of bat, uh, like uh, boost dashes. And then you hit then you hit like an anti like another uh, <clears throat> half pipe at the end of that, and that was like a big thing in that original track, and it was a big thing in the Weaver in the original Mario Kart Wii um, that was not really existed in Mario Kart Eight that they brought in with this DLC, which I thought was kind of cool to see because I was not really sure if they were going to do any of that. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so a solid, really solid set of tracks. Like, like again, like they've they've considerably gotten better and better. Now this is like they. I think like this is like the bar they've set with these. Like, I think they've set the bar with these eight specifically. So I hope they can at least keep this for the last you know set of tracks for the next year. Like if they can do that, like yeah, this will be 
the like this DLC will be like probably like one of the best DLCs they've like done, even even compared to stuff like the Smash Brothers DLC. In my opinion, um, they've just been considerably getting better and better with these tracks, and I really am happy they they are doing this in some yeah. shape or form. The best part about this DLC pack too is that there are twenty four more tracks. Still. Yes, there's still a whole full year so of tracks, many. and it's it's <laughs> exciting too because like we've we're now hitting this point where like. A lot of the tracks we're going to see are going to be like new tracks, like not just in terms of like, um, like we've we've gone through like you know with this these three waves of DLC we've gotten original, three original tracks one each wave, and like the ice cream track was leaked um, through through some of the early DLC so we knew that was coming, um, and then obviously Mary Mountain was has already been in tour for like a year or so like it it was introduced in like a Christmas tour like a couple years ago. But th- those are the only three original tour tracks that there have been so far, besides like the, the obviously like the city ones. So like any other original tracks from here on are like brand new tracks that are probably being made with the DLC in mind, which is really exciting. Um, there's the, we were also getting closer to a point where like we have seen all of the city tracks that are been in tour already that are not like new yet. Like we've only have a couple left. Like I think there's like only like four left, like three or four left that have not, um, that are still that are original to tour that have not come to eat yet. There will more likely be throughout the rest of this DLC. So that means there'll at least be like another, like four city tracks, three or four city tracks as well. That'll, we haven't seen it all yet, um, which are, will be the next year's. That's, that's cool. Um, that like, there'll be like more new stuff, um, with the, with the next uh, coming waves. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to another year of uh, DLC for that, for Me sure. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I the last game I have, I, like I said, I kept my promise and I said that I would play some Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope after after literally spending ninety dollars on like the, the premium version because I wanted to play the DLC <laughs> at some point as well. Um, I actually sat down and played it, and yeah, I really I'm really liking it. Um, I've probably put like like maybe like eight ten hours into it now. Nice, um, nice. <clears throat> like like it's 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 it might sound weird to like compare it immediately to this, but it's, I think it's also just a little bit of a recency bias. Like this to me is another case of like um, when it when when the when a game gets to do a sequel and they just nail it, um, they nail what they do. Like God of War Ragnarok did um, earlier in November, like. I feel like this game just kind of got swept under a little bit just because there were so many games, but like this game to me really is nailing all of that stuff in that regard of like, they looked at what worked in the first game and like some of the fun, like tactical kind of combat stuff that you could do. And like, you know, the kind of wackiness of like getting, getting the Mario world in a slightly different lens compared to like, you know, the the traditional Mario world you're used to. Um, but they also expanded a lot of that that stuff and also, like, took a lot of the things that, like, some of the core issues that people had with that first game to heart. Like, particularly, like, it's not a linear, it's not necessarily, like, a very linear game anymore in the sense that, like, now compared to, like, you know, the previous game when you would go to a world, it was straight up just, like, a, a like, singular track that you would go down and it'd be like, all right, it's a track, you gotta go down this, you gotta go down this path, and there'd be a few side paths, and then you would just immediately go into a battle. And then you do that battle and you would go down a similar path. And like, that was like that game to a T for like four or five worlds for like pretty much the whole game. So I definitely wore, wore out um, after a certain point where this game is now just like each, each world I've been to so far is like, like basically like a, its own little hub world 
Um, you basically like I went to a beach, like the first zone you go to is like this beach kind of area. Um, and then like the other one I did, which actually you can go watch a viewpoints also on YouTube of, uh, playing some of it. It's like the snowy is snow kind of world. Um, and basically they're, they're like free. You can free roam around this world. It's not like a linear path. It's like this big open area. You can pull up a map and like, see like little side objectives and side quest things to do, but you can also do your main objective and you can kind of just kind of do that stuff as you're in the world, all, all of the, all of the battles are not like, uh, the, the battles now are like, you can kind of start them yourselves or avoid them because they're straight up just like in the hub world. There'll be like enemies just like wandering around and you, you have to like run into them like more like a JRP, like a traditional, like turn-based game to like initiate a battle. Um, and that really works. I think it works much better than that, that previous game did. Um, there's a lot more going on in like the actual, like main, like combat stuff too. Um, like, um, like I know, like a particular thing I really like, which I don't think was like as useful in the first game is like, they have like this team jump thing where you can like literally mm. like run up to an enemy, run up to an ally and jump off them. And then you can just like fly freely, kind of almost fly. And it lasts long enough, um, to where you can kind of just get anywhere on the map and like set up your characters in a way that like, you can just kind of clean up, um, a lot of way, at least in this early game. Cause I'm still, I'd say I'm still like. You know, I'm about to enter into the third area, so I'm assuming it'll start getting a little bit more challenging and ramping up as I get into these these later zones. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, there's, you know, the big thing I, I, I was bummed about was, like, there's not enough, like, Mario enemies incorporated into, like, your like what you're fighting. And they definitely, um, at least so far, have included more that in that way of, like, they're now, like, Goombas who will, who will, like, show up on the battlefield. They're bomb-oms. And you can actually use the bomb-oms, like, for good and bad, where, like, you, you can, you when you, you know, you, you're running around the arena, you can do, like, a, you have, like, a free dash attack, which I think was in the first game, too. You do like you can basically when you see a bomb bomb now you can kind of use that free dash to hit it and when you do that it'll then set it into like a like a like a ticking bomb bomb mode where it's about to explode you can actually pick it up in that mo in that free mode and then just chuck it at an enemy all all, cool. all simultaneously like that's just like a free move essentially you can do and like an AOE, yeah basically. yeah and it's super fun um, there's there's um, there's like tons of stuff like that like the like they've they've kind of streamlined in that regard. And like another, another big thing was like, I think in the first game you always had to have Mario on your team and you couldn't have like a set of like three characters. This game, you can just freely, like you can straight just remove Mario at the start of the game from your team and just have like three rabbits or like, Lu like Luigi and peach and whoever else, you know? Um, so that's, 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 I think that's like a fun way. And it adds like a fun dynamic of like, you know, if you, if you want to find like a cool, like, custom trio of characters that work really well together. You have that. Um, <clears throat> the other, the other big thing about the, the big change are obviously the sparks, like sparks of hope in the name. They are the straight up. They make this joke. They are the rabid lumas. They call them like they straight make a joke of like, Oh look, you're, you're rabid lumas. Right. And then they go, no, we're sparks. We are the sparks. <laughs> and like, wait, no, you're not rabid lumas. What's going on? S sparks. And it's like, so, so the, the whole thing is like, they basically become like an, uh, like a, they basically you can equip them to your party members essentially and they all mm. have various effects and different things and you're collecting them through like some of them you'll just get like you know playing through the main quest but some of them you all you'll have to do some of those optional objective quests or like find them in those little hub worlds uh to do that so i found like a bunch of random ones kind of the starting one you get which um is just like a standard like hey you have like an aoe burst and like in that burst you'll buff all your your allies to do more damage for like a turn or two 
Um, but then there's other more advanced ones I'm starting to get where one's like straight up it makes makes the person who has it turn invisible for like three turns so they can just yeah. run they can just run around freely invisible to like do what you need to do if you have that infiltrator Luigi. You know yep, I, mean? I straight up I straight up have that on Luigi and just turn him invisible <laughs> and just perch him up because he has he has a bone arrow and he, he's like a sniper class and he's like can just merc fools. It's, it's really good. Um, there's, you know, there's tons of like, you know, the standard like elemental effects of like, hey, you can put fire damage or like wind or ice damage on this attack and like enemies will have like weaknesses or um, in- ineffectiveness towards those different things. And those have effects on the battlefield. Like, you know, if you set somebody on fire, it's similar in the first game where you like set them on fire, they'll like burn and then they'll go crazy like they're on fire and run around the battlefield. And if they run into other people, that will set them on fire. Or if you use wind, it'll like it'll like push them. So sometimes you can push enemies out of bounds, and they'll just like fall off the stages with with the wind with the wind abilities and stuff. So like they just kind of incorporate a lot more of that stuff through the sparks, and you can and they have their own things where you can level them up. There's a extra skill tree you can unlock per character that is like specifically related to sparks that so they can you can upgrade the spark like the like the overall things the sparks can do on this particular character. Um, so there's a lot of cool like customizations stuff in that that sense um, that I really like. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So like the, the, they really they really made a lot of smart changes and updates to the game um, that I that I really like. Um, even simple things just like you know you can freely fully heal yourself anytime out of battle, which was not a thing in the previous game, which sounds sounds weird. Um, there's like you know. Um, there's like a shop now, so you can go to a shop and like buy items, and those items have different effects. So you can buy pow blocks and use them like a s- similar AOE attack. There's straight up an item that's like a like it's called like a booster, and it just straight up lets you move again right after you move, as long as you have like a free use of an item. Um, so tons of cool little extra additions to like mix up that like kind of core battle stuff. That's really fun. On top of having the more like free roaming nature of these, like they're not like they're not like massive hub or open worldish areas but they're like large enough to where like you know you can you can like go wander off in this direction and be like oh here's this little like side side quest thing that's like you know not just me doing another tactical battle like i can like do these little weird little mini games or i can like you know solve this little puzzle or here or there um so, so like it's just it feels like they 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 took a lot of the criticisms and shortcomings of the first game and really like worked on that stuff to like really improve it here and it really shows and I'm really impressed. I've been really impressed by it. Is it true that every time you pause the game it has to load? Um I, I don't I haven't noticed that. Okay. That might have been something that got patched out. Yeah. That that being somebody brought that up in a review. That was like, "Oh, that's a bummer." Yeah, I was going to say I I don't I even noticed that. Um that's yeah. Maybe that maybe I feel like you would have noticed. So I, I think it yeah might have yeah patched. yeah, it could, it could be referencing something else where like you know traveling like there's like some travel like obviously when you like travel around and stuff and like fast travel fast travel stuff. stuff like you will do some loading and stuff. But yeah, I have not really like, noticed too many issues with like the loading stuff personally. Um, I also while talking about loading just because it popped into my head, the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has absolutely no right having as quickly loading times as it does i have no idea how they managed that. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i know i'm sorry mike no, i didn't yeah, mean to bring yeah, it back yeah, no, you're right you're right no um another thing i should mention about this game though which is um it has it has voice acting oh 
Um, I mean, well, I mean, I should say the Mario characters make like the same, like, you know, you know, you go play like a spinoff Mario game and it's like the same Mario voice you've heard since like the GameCube. Those are all still the same, like more or less. But like the little like if you remember like from the first game is like the little like Roomba like robot looking guy that follows you around like he he is that that is now fully voiced like he has like a little British accent and oh. like it, like he like he will like talk in cutscenes and everything like in little scenes and stuff all of the the rabid characters that like join up on your team um, they they don't have full voice acting but they will like they will like say like you know if you're in like a like a little like speech bubble like sequence they will say like the first line or two of like the sentence and they also have like little quips and battles and stuff so like Pete, like rabid peach will just be like you know streamer stream stream on and like so like like streamer boats go like just straight up to say that to start a battle it's like oh boy okay sure whatever i hear mario rabid mario understood the assignment yeah, he is, he is straight up just like yeah, he's he's a be, he's a better new, fake New York uh, accent than Chris Pratt at least. I'll say that. <laughs> um, he, he's pretty good. Um, uh, I, I will say the, the the most recent character I got. I guess like a little bit of spoilers. You get you get this character at the end of the second world. Um, you get Rabid Rosalina, um, and she's pretty fun because she's very much like a teenage girl like oh whatever like like you like just like very like you know like i don't want to i don't want to listen to you i guess i gotta do this whatever like it's embracing the hair swoop yeah, i love it yeah it's it's pretty good yeah like she's yeah that, that actually is pretty funny um and then there's like the edge like they showed in the market there's the edge lordy character who is straight up just like his name is straight up just edge and he has like a big you know sword and he he's one of the characters you get um he, yeah, he's what you would expect. We're just bring it on, you know. Nothing personal. Like it's very, it's very much like in that vein. Um, it's 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 fine. It's like it's not like it's not like a horrible, but it was definitely like a jarring thing. When I remember, I just remember when I first started that game, and all of a sudden these rabbits are like talking in this robot. I'm just like, oh, okay, this this is a thing now. Holy shit! All right, that um, is weird. That's cool um, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, yeah, I'm very pleasantly surprised by this game overall. There- there is a possibility that in a post Mario movie world, we will get a voice acted Mario game. I'm not necessarily saying by the actors from the movie, right? But Mario will more properly after talk the in a seal video game. has broken, you know, like it's true, or or at least like maybe not Mario himself, but maybe like yeah, the side characters, like maybe like Luigi or Peach and like a Toad or something will like they they have like a more acting role in that. That would be interesting. Um, again, and now, now this is not you bringing it up. Another thing now that I have to, that I have to rant about is they, they, Pokemon needs to get their shit together and like put voice acting in those games. I was going to bring this up too, but I chose not to. <laughs> like, like I yes, swear you, to God, you that are was, absolutely that was, right. That they did, they did the fucking thing they got roasted for again in Scarlet and Violet, where they had a gym leader that was all about putting on a musical act and it has no voice acting, no even like it's like special music or anything going yeah. on. It's just like it's the most weird. flat thing ever. And it's just like, why, why did you do this again? Like, why did you do this? <laughs> you can't keep getting <laughs> Stop it. Watching this, like, you know, old black lady rapper, Queen Latifah, like, who's a cool character idea. It's a really cool character, As a, as a sure. gym leader, but you're just like, I'm just like, you're just like watching her, like, do like a bunch of rap. And like, it's like little, this with could have been so much cooler. Vo- voice box, and like, all, she's just standing next to like one of the most generic looking NPC models in like a yep. game I've ever seen. And, and you're just uh. like, come on, man. 
Yeah. Well, this is like the yeah, like the multi-billion have, dollar like, like dot. Yeah, the multi-billion dollar dot company made this dot MP3 like moment. Just like yeah, they have like cutscenes that have like full timing for voice acting. Yes, totally yep. silent. Yep, yep. <laughs> so they weird. Did, they they did like a lot of that in Sword and Shield too, and it's just like why? why? Yeah, Stop it, it. Does, it doesn't. They make do it. They do it in. I think there's a little bit of that in, in Legends Arceus too. And you're just like stop. Yeah, you know you're not gonna put voice acting in this fucking You have game. an anime. Like, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like, you've done, you I know you can do this. You can afford some voice actors, <laughs> goddammit. Like, come on. Um But anyway. Um <laughs> another Pokemon ran aside. Um so yeah, Mario Mario Plus Rabbids is super fun. I'm definitely gonna keep playing that. Um I'm pl- I'm pleasantly surprised um, by it. Um but yeah, let's get into um our ending bit. Like we said, we were gonna do our switch game of the year we have yeah. a, we have a list here um, we're probably boil it down to our top 10 i'll quickly um list off the games we have listed um and then we can kind of pick and choose maybe ones we can drop and um maybe ones we just want to like you know put here just to kind of like talk about and just want to shout out because it's the end of the year um but mm-hmm. let's go through it pokemon legends arceus chocobo gp kirby Woo! in the forgotten land Demon Turf, uh, Nobody Saves the World, Soundfall, Soldiers, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, that's the, the DLC, Mario Strikers Battle League, Fire Emblem Three Hopes, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Frogun, Tinykin, Splatoon 3, Shovel Knight Dig, Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, Tunic, Overwatch 2, Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Persona 5 on Switch, Cult of the Lamb, Bayonetta 3, Sonic Frontiers, Rogue Legacy 2, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And allegedly, Sports Story. Allegedly, that hasn't come Sports out Story. Yet. <laughs> yeah. They said December, but... Yeah, yes. they said, they said, yeah, they said like 2022, but like, hey, hey man, it's, maybe, maybe it's just okay if you, if you still gotta yeah, work on it. Yeah, just take some time. Just take, you It's know, fine. You can throw it out in like February or March, you're fine. I mean, yeah. well, maybe that's maybe that's that is a lot of games. Maybe that's this. a little busy, but like I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's go let's go through. Um, is, is there anything here that maybe uh, you want to talk about, and then we can uh, drop it? Because I think ultimately we do want to we do want to get to that top that top ten at least, right? I feel like it'd be easier to just pick out the, pick, pick the things out? that we know for sure are going to be in that. Okay. Sure. Um, like Kirby, for sure. Yeah, Kirby's Kirby for sure. Kirby's uh, great. Here, I'll underline it. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, I think for sure. Uh, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Splatoon three, for sure. Um. Neither of us played it, but like Xenoblade Chronicles three, I think for sure. Um, I'd, I'd rather it be stuff we 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 at least like sure, played. That, yeah, that's fair. So I feel I feel like it was just I feel like there's definitely a few of these that like I think we we didn't play that we can at least shout out and say like hey, they were big releases. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Xenoblade Chronicles three is one of them where we're like I might actually go play that just because like I've been listening to some other Game of the Year uh, kind of podcast discussions and people seem to be really into it even as like. And they say like, "Yo, I'm not even really. I never really played the other ones, and this was really good. It's like might be one of the best JRPGs on Switch." And I'm like, "Okay, maybe I will 
maybe if if I do have the time magically somehow in January, <laughs> I'll finally maybe give it a shot or something. But maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. But, but uh, for I'm now, in a similar boat. Um, seems good though. Yeah. Um, so Fire Emblem th- uh, Three Hopes. No, no, thank you. I played Three Houses this year though. Yeah. Shout out to that game. Yep, Three Ups was the was the weird move. So that definitely was a count come and went. Um, yeah, in, in a, in a similar people yeah, talking about it. Yeah, in a similar sense, um, I hate I hate to do this, but I think Mario Strikers Battle League uh, can also go. I I think I was kind of just disappointed by that, and like it's kind of just kind of came and went for me as well. Yeah, um, which is a bummer. Which is is a bummer. Um, and definitely hearing just kind of like the online was maybe not all it was uh, wrapped up to be. Unfortunately. I think you can just uh, can kind of just go. Uh, I feel like Shredder's Revenge definitely. That's a that's a big thumbs up for me. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can definitely. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about Rogue Legacy Two? Um, Rogue Legacy Two. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against that. Um, just because I, I admittedly have not played as much of that as I would I would have liked. But I definitely want to get yeah. back to it. Um, but we yeah. can we can we can build it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do one or two myself here, and I'm gonna yeah. Do, t- tell me your stuff. Um, I want I definitely want to do Tinykin. Yeah, I, I figured Tinykin. I gotta play that game. I have it on my Xbox. I just gotta yeah, play so it. it's it's phenomenal. Um, Tinykin. Hmm. see I'm thinking I mean as it's crazy to say it's like I don't know if I I don't know if I, where I'm at with either of these Pokemon games <laughs> I would put Scarlet I, I, and Violet on there um, yeah potentially but I understand yeah uh, just like one, two, three. it's it's definitely one of the most interesting games i played this year like I, as a pokemon game it is very different and does a lot of different cool yeah. stuff We're, yeah, that, okay that gets points for me sure but i get it hey it's divisive we'll, we'll, we'll bold it for now because we're we're at we're at about six that'd be seven um okay. right there um I want to do Sonic Frontiers. Obviously, <laughs> Switch the best platform to play. I, ex- I actually have played a little bit of Sonic Frontiers, only for that viewpoints we did. And I do kind of want to go play more of it, but I feel like it would be a thing where I play a little bit more of it and be like, actually, this kind of is not good. We we gotta just soldiers. like find George and I'm gonna talk do to him about I'm gonna do game. I'm gonna do soldiers just because that okay. is that is a game. I know you you've played way more I of it. Finished it. it. Yeah. Um, I definitely I played more since whatever the last time we talked about it is, but I've not I still have not gotten very deep into it. But also, it is a lot of video game. From what you're saying, so it's like crazy long. Yeah, I think it was 40 hours was my time Jeez, when yeah. I finished. That's it. cool though because I do like that game. It's just I gotta find. Yeah, this, gotta, gotta it does. That's cool stuff. Yeah. I the only other one that I am eyeing. Uh, just because I can't speak to that tunic and how well that performs on Switch. True. Uh, the only other one I'm eyeing is Shovel Knight Dig, uh, which I really Dig. like. Okay. Let's see. One, two, let me see count again because I think we should be at eight. So that would be nine, I think. Um, 
and it is recency bias, but I am legitimately having a good time with Mario Bros. Driving Sparks Hope. So I kind of yeah, I think that's that's a good fit. It's a recent, you know, trying to little, avoid some little, of the little recency porty bias, ones. But, yeah, but, for sure. Um, so I think was, that's a good ten. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so I'll I'll say a few things about a couple of these. Uh, Chocobo yeah. GP. I mean, I've not looked at it since uh, it first came out, but that was kind of disappointing, and also. Fuck the microtransactions that game. I know they kind of talked about maybe doing stuff. I should immediately also just load that up and see where it is. But I mean, like at the end of the day, I just wanted to shut that again because fuck that game. Yeah. <laughs> Ever being kind of Watch disappointing. Watch the viewpoints for that game. <laughs> yeah, it's something, it's something else. It's um, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Nobody the, Saves the World is great. Um, yeah. I It's a fun romp. It's a play it and forget it kind of game, but it's a good time when yeah. you're in it. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Um, sound, Soundfall is a similar way of like I just wanted to shout it out because it was really cool conceptually because um, it's basically a it's like a rhythm kind of dungeon crawler game that like builds the levels around the music that you're using. I, we did a few points of this. It is on Switch, um, so I wanted to at least shout it out because um, I think it is cool. But it, but it really it shines on the PC version though because you can put your own music into it and it'll make levels around the music you put into it. Um, so it's, it's really cool, but again, I think like it just being a factor of the, the switch version will never have that kind of custom music stuff there. So the PC version will always kind of be the the version I'd recommend. So that's the only reason I'd really not really put it anywhere else, but just wanted to shout it out. Yeah. Um, little Noah sign of paradise. Um, another one, like that was just like a cool little surprise where it's just like, Oh, here's this like $15 indie game of like indie roguelite that was made by the people who made like one of the biggest mobile games on the planet. Just randomly just put this out and it's really fun. It's only like, you know, 10, 15 bucks. Um, cool, cool anime style. Although the, the weird, the weird lady talks a lot to a cat, which is, you know, anime <laughs> stuff, anime stuff. Um, yeah. That was fun. Um, yeah, I'll say like Tunic is one of the best games that came out this year. I think you should play it on a platform that is going to look its best. Sure, because uh, yeah. it is beautiful. Yeah, um, but I haven't heard anything about the Switch version. Yeah, uh, I'd be curious. I, about I haven't heard anything too. bad. Yeah, but. yeah, I've, <laughs> I've not heard either way. You're, yeah, you're right. So I, I would assume it's, pro- it's probably fine. But yeah, and also yeah, it's probably fine. But yeah, it's just such a beautiful game, like the lighting and the water and all this stuff. Like, play it on on HD big yeah. screen if you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, similar similar with Overwatch Two. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I've the, played Overwatch Two on Switch. It's yeah. fine. It's fine, but yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> but, it would not be the place to play it. So I don't think it's really worth um, playing. It. But but I hey, I li- I liked it a lot more than I thought I would in a weird way. Um. At the end of the day, um, Bayonetta three, I don't think either of us played, but you know that yeah. that was a thing. It's worth you know shouting out like shout out to Bayonetta still doing Bayonetta stuff. Like they're still making games in that franchise. It's cool. So yeah, it's there. if you wanted multiple Bayonettas in your Bayonetta, good it's, news, it's there. Uh, Persona five is a gift, and I treasure it. <laughs> it's basically you're playing the PS three version on switch mm-hmm. which is fine because it's still one of if not the best jrpg ever made and enjoy it people have been begging for it on switch it's out yep, there now it's there. I know a lot of people played it for the first time there better play i'm it, so happy play it play it there mfers 
Um, Cult of the Lamb, I actually, I really like this game, but I, I again, you know, I, I can't really speak to the Switch version. I would imagine, you know, even the PS5 version had some technical issues. Like, I straight up hit a point in that game where, like, it was, like, bugged and I couldn't progress. And I was, like, towards the end of the game, which was kind of a bummer because I didn't want to try and beat that game. But um, I would imagine if that was happening even in the PS5 version, the Switch version may have uh, unfortunately had some issues. Uh, but, yeah, I know it's, it's, maybe it's been updated. I think it's gotten some patches and stuff, so maybe it's maybe it's better um, but this would be a similar case of like, it, you could probably play it on Switch and have an alright time, but you might have a better time on other platforms if you really want to check it out. Definitely true of Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, that's a video game. That Do you came not on the play Switch. it on Switch? I wouldn't play that on yeah. Switch. <laughs> I wouldn't play that on Switch either. Fortunately, um, Fro- Frogun was a really cool, cool one. I think it just had a really cool look. And like um, mm-hmm. a couple of these games, I kind of just wanted to shout out here, just like in general, because there's a couple of games I just picked up um, that I I didn't put here just because I like just started them and I couldn't and they like just came out, so I couldn't really talk to them as much. But like, there's been a really cool resurgence of like small indie developers that have clearly been inspired by like years of 3D platformers from the 90s, but like we don't really get them as big games anymore. So now, like these indie developers are coming out, like are basically just doing the fine. I'm doing myself kind of moment, and they've made. There's been a ton of really cool ones that are like smaller and have gone under the radar um, that I think people should uh, be made more aware of. And I think Frogun is definitely one of them. I think ultimately Tinykin is like if I were to if you say like pick one out of like like the ten that have like come out across this year, I'd still probably pick the Tinykin, but Frogun would probably be in that you know in that higher tier as well. Cause basically it's like, it looks like Mega Man, it looks like Mega Man legends, like from a visual style. It's really cool. And the whole premise is you're just like this little girl with like a, a little, literally a frog gun and it shoots and it's like a grappling hook and you just like grapple to points. And it's like, looks like Mega Man legends and like ha- plays kind of like a fun platformer. And like, if you remember like a weird deep cut game, chameleon twist, it's also kind of like that. So it's, it's just like a weird, cool vibe that clearly like feels very inspired by like a specific person who like had influences of these particular games. That is really cool. Um, and is again, there's a tons of like ones that like have come out recently. I haven't played yet that I really want to try out. Like um, there's one that, that, that I have played a little bit that just came out and we had a viewpoints go up like the day recording is called um, Lunastis. Um, it has like a really cool visual style. It's like very evocative, evocative of that nineties era and it's retro inspired. The soundtrack is really good. Um, and it's very much like feels like a little bit of there's a little bit of Sonic where it's like, you know, you're trying to move quickly through the level and, you know, picking up um, items. But it also has like a little bit of Mario Galaxy where like specifically, specifically like, you know, in Mario Galaxy where you had the spin jump, it's spin jump works exactly like that and feels just as good as that one does in some ways. That's a really impressive feat for it is literally just a five dollar indie game on Switch. And, like, it's a really good-feeling platformer that, like, uh, is really cool. Um, there's another one that's called Super Kiwi 64. This is a similar. It's literally three bucks, and it's, like, looks... It's going for, like, a Banjo-Kazooie N64, like, style, visual style. And you're just this little kiwi bird who has a backpack, and he has, like, a propeller that he shoots around that he can, like, shoot around with. He has, like, the Mario Odyssey, like, style where you, like... Um, that one bird that has like, the big beak, you can, like... S- 
smash your stuff into a wall and kind of push yourself around. Cool. Um, and it's cool. only like a 3D. It's like three dollars on on the Switch, and it's like really good. Um, and there's been just a ton of ton of those. So I mainly just wanted to put like stuff like Frogun and Demon Turf to kind of shout out that stuff because those are ones that, that came out earlier this year um, and have all of that the similar um, stuff of just they're, they're people out there doing doing the Lord's work by just making cool little tiny 3D platformers that just are fun to play and not enough people are playing them, cool. god dang it. Yeah. And um, what was the one that came out in like January, like Skullboy or whatever? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I think I know which one you're talking about, but I don't remember. It's the like name the roguelike either. where you get the different heads. Oh, Skull Hero, Hero Slayer. Yeah, that was like more like a roguelike, yes. but yeah, but that one's super cool too. That is on. That one's that, cool. Yeah, that is on. That, I'm pretty sure that's on Switch by now. That is on Switch. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Um, and of course, um, the last one I oh, there's a couple. There's only two more here on here. Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. I'm just happy that Klonoa got a, a modern video game release. Um, I didn't. I, I only beat the first game. I did not get into the second game too much because I think some other stuff started coming out. But I definitely want to play. Go back and play some Klonoa because it's still fun. And it was too sad. That's what yeah, happened to me. Yeah, it's first pretty, game's it's too sad. Pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty heart wrenching stuff. Um, <clears throat> again. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is the last one. I, I'm 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 fine with going with Scarlet and Violet overall because I think like you know Scarlet and Violet still has potential. Where like Legends Arceus has like they they put that game out and that game just is what it is. Um, if there was a beautiful world where these games did the fusion dance, I think you would truly have like the the perfect open world Pokemon experience. Um, at, le- at least at, in in this current form that they're doing on Switch. Um, cause this game has, it does a bunch of cool stuff and has a lot of cool ideas for how you, you know, you traverse an open world, more open, larger world, a Pokemon. Um, I like, I like the, the, some of the different approaches to it in terms of like making Pokemon feel a little bit more threatening, but not like in like, you know, it's, it makes the game hard by any means, but like makes like the Pokemon feel more like they have like a, like bigger Pokemon and have like a bigger presence in this world um, in a cool way that I think the game does a really good job of. It also runs better, <laughs> way better than <laughs> Scarlet Violet does, which is crazy to think because yep. like that game, even that game still just like 30 frames or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Just like them trying a different approach to like, also like you said, like the, you know, the, how this game works is like very different than even like Scarlet Fight still has plenty of traditional Pokemon stuff of like doing the gyms, having the the evil team you battle and that stuff like that stuff's out there. Obviously, it's like it's it's presented in a very different way, but it's still all a lot of that core stuff that that is good about Pokemon. Uh, but this game has like none of that. Um, it has you know straight up just you're just catching Pokemon. Um, you you there's literally a grand total of like four trainer battles in the game if I, th- I think like roughly and they're all like at the very end of the game um and they're more like boss battles rather than like proper boss battles which is also weird because this game does have like boss battles where you're like running around arena and like dodging this pokemon's attack at you and you're like straight up just like throwing stuff at it <laughs> it's 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 those are weird like they're very weird and they should they, they, those are very weird <laughs> it's very it feels very weird but also like eh, it's fine but I think these just like the core. I like the idea of like the lore aspect of like what 
what the relationship between people and Pokemon, Pokemon was versus yeah. what it is now. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it's very fun how they present that in the world. Um, in this, um, and, and yeah, it has redeemed just like Scarlet and Violet. It has, it has issues, but it has a lot of redeeming qualities that make it fun. And again, like it's that both of these games are just like, they're so freaking close to being like this really standout experience of Pokemon, Pokemon I, should it, be in the modern era. It makes me just, think that we will get there someday though. Yeah. Which is a, exciting. maybe, maybe in like five years. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe, but there we go. So now, yeah, I think we should be at three, six, nine. I think we're at. A, oh no, where are we? we are at ten. Yeah, I think that's a strong ten. Nine. I think so as well. So we got Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Soldiers, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, Tiny Kins, Platoon Three, Shovel Knight Dig, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Roblox C Two, and Pokemon. Scarlet Violet. So that's our Switch, our top 10 Switch games of the year. Um, yeah. I think these yeah, are like, all really, really good games, really fun games. Yeah, Kirby, the first 3D Kirby, finally, after yeah, all these years. They, they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> and it's, well, you know, not not counting Kirby's Air Ride, which does count. but does count. Um, but really great. Obviously, they just took Super Mario 3D World and made a Kirby game. And gave it like an incredible soundtrack and one of the wildest endings of any video game they <laughs> yeah, came out this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of wild to think so, that. That's kind of wild to think. You know, we were talking about Pokemon spoilers. It's kind of wild how similar those endings of those games are. Like, kind of. Yeah. It's like oh, cool okay. sci-fi nightmare. Yeah, just weird sci-fi nightmare. Um, yeah. But anyway, and. Yeah, Monster I mean, Hunter Rise. <laughs> the only thing about Splatoon is also like there's kind of a common theme. Yeah, a lot actually, of these, a lot of the end of these games are just like these I hope weird. People are okay over it. Nintendo sci-fi horrors. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they've been through some stuff maybe during that pandemic, huh? Yeah, yeah for sure. And what is, also, what is shout science out, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I did not think I would play another sixty hours of Monster Hunter Rise, but I did. You did happily and had a great time doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, again, yeah, again, um, I talked about a couple of these games. Like Tinykin, I think, is like one of the best platformers. I played a long time in this year. It just, it just has like, it just nails so many aspects of it. And I think the coolest thing it does, um, which I, I, I'm echoing this from a, a, a good point that was brought up during the Giant Bob, Bombcast game of the year. I also very much agree with is like there have been games that have you kind of exploring a like a, a tiny like being a tiny person in a big environment, um, but no game has nailed the 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 feeling of being able to freely traverse it in like a way that's not just like feels tedious in my opinion, mm-hmm. and that like you know like oh yeah like. I'm going up. A, I'm going up a set of stairs, and now I gotta like individually slowly do that. Like, and there is a bit of that, but like they simply solve that by doing like you know it's already absurd because you know you're tiny and and you know you're helping a bunch of space creatures. So let's just give your character a soap bar and a glider, and you can just like you know soap bar grind on on like these like threads and like completely subvert all of these areas. You have like a, a like these like soap bubble that is your glider, and as you like are like collecting things in the levels, you can then use that to upgrade that bubble so you can glide even further to the point where you can just like f- kind of basically fly 
Um, a lot of the, the the tiny kin you collect also subvert that, where like you have green tiny kin, which are straight up just like you can just make a ladder out of them, and they can just at any point if you just have a bunch of them, you can just kind of just go like, oh, I need to get up there, okay, and then you just like make a ladder that's like brings you up to that point, and you can just leap off it and either just leap off it and glide across the map freely, or like leap up to like a higher platform. Like it's just it's just really smart, um, and just like it's it's a platformer that feels like. Um, it, it it feels like it, it it's fun to jump around, but it doesn't make it in a way that's like it tries to, um, you know, make it make it tedious to jump around. I guess this is like a way to put it. Like, like it feels like it's it's just fun to navigate the the, the environments in this game rather than just like oh well I see a thing up there I got to get all the way up there how do I how do, how in the world am I gonna do that I don't know I'm just gonna have to figure it out in this weird way and it's and, and it's. Maybe maybe is not all there. Like where this one always felt like okay, there's like a fun there's like a fun way to do this, or there's a way I can, or there's like you know with the help of the tiny kin that I have, I can figure out a weird way to like get around this, to like get to these other platforms and stuff. And it's just it's just really really well done um, platformer, um, and and I just really like the art style too. Um, it like kind of has that it's like a little Paper Mario e, but it's also like you know. Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I just really like the look of it and just the whole vibe of it is really fun. It also, also in the theme of the other, some of the other games we're talking about, it has a really weird, weird like sci-fi horror element to it that you learn about <laughs> it like towards the end of the game. Um, turns out like that's just what we're into. <laughs> yeah, turn, turns out we we love some sicko sci-fi shit at, at the end of our video games. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, that's that's that a fun list. I think that's gonna do it though for our trip to Nintendo Land. What do you say? Unless you have anything to yeah. say about about any of these games, anything else to say? Um, Shovel Knight Dig is incredible. It yeah. is the the review discussion for that with me and Jared is finally out for people to watch. You should watch it because I think we have a great conversation about the pros and cons of it. It is nice. a bummer. Some of the performance stuff on Switch. But the game is good enough that it's it's like we're not talking like Pokemon levels, uh, you know. <laughs> it happens a little bit in like the last level, and then the secret ending can have some performance stuff. But it's just like such a great adaptation of Downwell, a game that I I wanted to like a lot, but just didn't have enough for me. And Shovel Knight, a game that I do like a lot, and they just took all these little bits of Shovel Knight and so creatively added them into a roguelike uh, nice. that it's just it's inspired and smart and pretty and the music's great like I just when I was editing the review discussion I downloaded the uh, the soundtrack from Bandcamp uh, which you can get for name your price by the way um, so go cool. through some dollars and, and download that and just re-listen into it and it's like oh man yeah this is just this is such a fun romp and it doesn't like it's not like one of those roguelikes that I felt that I need to play for like 130 hours in a good way. Like sure. I put like 30 hours into it, beat it multiple times, had a great time in and out. We'll totally go back to it every now and again just to play it. And I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely want to play a little think, bit more of it. Yeah, and Soldiers is like a really cool game. It's like got some bugs and stuff, but it's like super ambitious. It's got really cool like class choosing like you stick with your class throughout the whole game um and good evolution good skills and stuff that you get that change how you play and it does that 
cross code like elemental Ikaruga style where you get like different versions of elements and they let you interact with the world in a different way <laughs> uh, in addition to like Metroidvania style traversal upgrades and it blends those really well into a just probably too big of a video game but if you just like want to get lost in a Metroidvania for a long time like soldiers will yeah. absolutely scratch yeah, that yeah, can totally do it but sure. yeah, I don't know. Great, great year for Switch. I like you said. Next year could be better. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely potential. I mean, we obviously know the one, the one big, the big, the big boy. We we're definitely anticipating being Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah, there's still, still I mean, a like, lot of other potentials for next year. Garen, if Tears of the Kingdom is like thirty percent as good as Breath of the Wild, then like you know, a, a top year for video games as is, and then you know all the 50 other games I'm very much anticipating coming out that year, <laughs> yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I've thrown out my my theory that, that we will get new Switch hardware next year, and I still believe that definitively. So, mm-hmm. okay. you know. Okay, nice. We'll yeah, see. I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's definitely will be a big question still for next year. I definitely am bracing for the the yeah the when the ramp up of that that uh, will start again of people be like oh is it happening finally was it happening um yeah but i guess we, we guess we'll see so many times yeah even burned so many times <laughs> i'm just yeah i'm just kind of accepting like i'm i'm, I'm in wait and see mode on that for sure yeah um fair. but yeah I, yeah i i'm definitely looking forward to switch next year as all as always because we're always we're at that time now where it's like this year's ended and now we're going to like not really know too much. And then they're probably going to give us like a first big news drop, probably like what February. I mean, yeah, granted, we, we, yeah, granted we know some other stuff like, you know, f- there's a fire, big fire emblem fire game. It's like, like, yeah. like, like only a month away at, at most. And then I, there's something like, but I think one other thing that's like early in the year now that I'm also forgetting. And sport and sports story, allegedly sports story, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and and the potential that Silk Song is coming out within the next six months, because uh, yeah. of what Xbox has put on record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe next episode we can do like twenty twenty three predictions, but yeah, I don't know when it's we'll record it. But maybe I'll be talking about uh, Fire Emblem by then and stuff like that. So yeah, I was and the Mario yeah. movie. Mario movie is going to be a big deal. It's going to be in April, so yeah, it'll be a big year for Nintendo. Um, for sure, and, and oh, and Universal Studios is uh, right. Opening the, yeah, the, Hollywood, the Hollywood University is. Yeah, I forgot to put that in the news, but you're right. Um, I love to go see that, but I don't know if I'll actually be able to go see that. Yeah, that, I'm that, not made of money, but yeah, I'm excited exactly. to hear what people think of it. <laughs> yeah, see the see the tours and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, lo- lots to look forward to in 2023 for Nintendo, uh, the world of Nintendo. Um, we'll be there. Um, I, I, I was gonna say, we maybe maybe we can depending on what happens in January. Maybe we'll, we can take the month off and then return in February because I think ultimately anything we were talking about, which would probably be that Fire Emblem game, would ultimately probably be at the end of the month, like they always do anyway. So yeah. it, might, it might be worth just waiting to February, um, maybe early February. Then we can maybe do predictions or maybe a, we'll know if a, a direct is imminent. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure yeah. it we'll, we'll figure it out uh, but thanks everybody as always uh, for joining us for Trip to Nintendo Land this will be our last episode for the year um, hope you enjoyed it was fun it was fun time talking Switch games from this past year Talk, talking yeah of getting my Pokemon uh, 
thoughts out in the world. We're yes. Good. Um, and yeah, thanks everybody again. You know, if you if you like the like the show, feel free to leave a comments on our YouTube channel. Let us know what you think, or uh, like the, like the video, or um, if you're on podcast services, feel free to rate us there as well. Always appreciated. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody. We've been putting out a lot of stuff. Also, yep, a lot of like other stuff. Ton. There's ton ton, ton uh, of stuff. Yeah, a lot of a lot of viewpoints uh, going up as always. Uh, those are fun to do. Um, you like you said you had a to review, discussion. review discussions that I did just went up for um, God of War and uh, Shovel Knight digs. So those are pretty fun. Um, there'll be some you know we had a couple streams. Probably do some more streams. We'll probably even though even though again all of my Pokemon heat uh, we'll probably still continue to stream some of that. I do want to play. I do want to get back to that. Do more co-op. Um, do more co-op. Um, more Destiny sicko stuff as always. On Helmet Tower. Yeah, if you're into Destiny, look forward um, to uh, we'll the end stuff. of February. End of February. Uh, um, yeah. But um, but yeah, the, that's going to do it here for us for now. Everyone enjoy the holidays. Enjoy having yeah. a nice, safe new year. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.